0: The late night alternative with Ian Lee
1: on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of
2: making you talk.
1: I've not plugged it in. I was all, I was all set, and I forgot one important. Oh, buggery balls! Oh, what's that? Oh, that's not the lead. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I've got to find the right lead. Hang on a minute. Got, to, got to find the right lead, Alan. I'm in. As soon as I find the right lead, you're off. Okay. But you're off. So I'm reading this book about the Partridge family, perhaps the most inoffensive, un-rock-and-roll group of all time, right? Um, it's quite a heavy... It's all about their music. I thought it would be, be more about the TV show, but it kind of does the TV show in the preface. So it's all about the music, right? Um, and it's referencing loads of very light-fay um, M.O.R. pop groups, American pop groups from the late 60s, that got to number 74 in the charts. And I've never heard of any No-one's no ever heard of any of these people. But as soon as a name comes up, I go on Amazon and buy their CD. Now, quite often their CDs, because they're so um, uh, rare, they're like 20 quid, a pop. And um, I'm wondering if I can cancel that order. Anyway, good evening, dear listener. This is the late night alternative. My name is Ian Lee. Her name is Catherine Boyle. Um, tonight, well, at ten thirty, we've got Russell Mail, uh, lead singer from Sparks, coming uh, uh, coming on the show via the telephone. Have you got his phone number?
2: Uh, oh, it'll I be, in your, you. it'll be in, in your emails. It'll be in your emails, won't it?
1: You have it? Yeah, I emailed it to you. Okay. I think. I thunk. Um, he's coming on because um, not only did Sparks release one of the best albums of their career and one of the best albums of last year, last year, Hippopotamus, um, but they're doing some shows over here in May. And um, he'll come on and talk about that. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I love I love Sparks. Have you got... I've got it somewhere. I've got it somewhere. You if, you can, it. if you can't find it... I don't got it. You don't got it. I thought I forwarded it to you. Mm-hmm. So if you've got an email, that I forwarded from Sue. All anyway, right. if you don't got it, I got it. I got it somewhere. Um, but around Russell from the Sparks, we will take your calls straight to air this evening. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Now, what that means, straight to air means, normally when you phone up a... Ra- when you phone up any radio show apart from this one... You will speak to um, a producer or a technical operator or someone. It's never a researcher, so don't say it's a researcher. Um, And they will ask your name and your number and what would you like to say to the host. And they might ask you a few questions and then they'll either say, that's great, we'll call you back, or they'll say, that's great, we'll try and call you back, which means they won't call you back. Uh, On this show, um, when you phone up in the week... um, two-thirds of that happen. You phone up, you get asked your name, um, and you get asked your number, and then you get called back straight away and you get put on. Unless you've been on, you know, sort of three or four shows in a row, in which case you might be asked to sit this show out. Um, We never ask you, really, what it is uh, you want to talk about. Um, So uh, when it's a straight-to-air show, um, it means that there is no um, intermediary between myself... And yourself, you phone up, you don't speak to Sam, um, you don't speak to Catherine, you, 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 you phone up, and when I see, you know, a number on my screen, I've got ten lines on my screen. So I've still a bit Windy Pops. Not quite recovered from that norovirus. Wow. I'm not, I, it's, I still feel, it's still very um, belchy and, and very lightheaded as well. It's thoroughly unpleasant. Um, but I'm not going to puke, so that's cool. He says, swallowing down some puke. Um, so, you phone up and you just get straight on the air. There's no d- dilly dally and there's no one calling you back. The number is 0344 499 1000. Um, free for most people, pennies for some people. We- we'll open up the Skype a bit later on. Uh, uh, the-, the only rules are you can phone in about anything, absolutely anything you want. The only rules are don't swear. And don't be libelous, okay? That's it. Uh, And if you do any of those, either of those things, I have a dump button, which means I press it, and that seven seconds of radio doesn't get broadcast. Now, you can phone up, and um, and I know we've got more and more new people listening. Every time I, I pop up on Loose Women, we get more or two more Loose Women gigs coming up. Two more Loose Women gigs coming up. They love me giving away the prizes, and I love giving those prizes away. Um... Had a meeting with some people about maybe going to Pakistan to with Amir to to film a little thing. They they said that I, they uh, they loved it and they said right, we'll pitch it to ITV on Monday. That's the kind of world I'm living in. Me and Amir going to Pakistan on someone else's dollar. Thank you very much indeed. Um, so I, 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 I WhatsApped Amir today. Said I'm having a meeting about us going to Pakistan. You sit up for it? Yeah, beautiful, fine, okay, good. We're in. Um... Uh, so you can call in about anything it can be heavy it can be light it can be something that's in the papers it can be something that's happened to you it can be uh, you want to you know make silly noises down the phone it's fine anything you want you really uh, there are there are no boundaries let your imagination let your love um flow what's that song let your love fly like a bird on a wing and let your love find you but on living things and let your love guide you. You know what I mean that season. Is it Doobies? Um, let your love go like a morning thing and let your love find you. But on living things and let your love guide Bellamy Brothers. The Bellamy Brothers. Um I tell you a song I really like and I've always liked it and I don't like this phrase guilty pleasure because why should, why should songs be guilty? Why should we feel guilty about songs? Unless, of course, you like The Lighthouse Family or Coldplay, in which case you should be rounded up and shot.
2: Keep that to yourself.
1: Um, but I, one of my favourite songs of all time, is it John Paul Jones?
2: Love is in the air. What a
1: great song. Yeah. What a great... Every and every sound. It's, it's, i tell you what, I tell you the, the one word that describes that song is sexy. Oh, is, come on. That is a sexy song. <laughs> Love is in the air, every side and every sound. And the strings. <laughs> 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 Love is in the air. around. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I'm being foolish. I don't know if I'm feeling down. And I don't know if I believe in. But it's there when I look in your ass. Love is in the air. That's a great song. A very, very sexy record. Really sexy. Sexier than Barry White, because I can never get the imp- the idea of Barry White. It just, he's, he hasn't seen it. I mean, he's dead now, but surely he hasn't seen his Winkle in 15 years.
2: Someone else can attend exactly.
1: to that. Exactly. So, um, with that in mind, let's dive straight in, shall we? Let's go to line
3: one. One, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, line one. I, I'm looking forward to Howard Hughes' show on Sunday night. Uh,
1: Howard <laughs> Hughes, uh, 10 o'clock until 1 o'clock every Sunday night, The Unexplained with Howard Hughes. Why are you looking forward to it?
3: Uh, they're talking about Nostradamus. Oh, for God's sake. And I, I love talking about Nostradamus. But you sound like quite um, an
1: intelligent ho- gentleman, and yet you actually buy into that hokum.
3: Well, uh, the uh, quatrains are open to interpretation... See, whether you believe in them or not, they should be good entertainment. Oh, it'd be, it'd be good for a laugh. I I, gar- I, yes, <laughs> I, gi-
1: hello. I ga- yes, I give... Hello? Yes, I give you... Hello? I give you that. It'll be good for a laugh. Hey, what's this story I've been reading about... There's, uh, well, I've not been reading it. I've seen a, a, a photograph of a man... Have you seen this, Kathy? It's a photo of a man holding a blurry photo, and underneath it said... This man claims he travelled to the year 6000 and took this photo. Not much has changed, but they live underwater. I've added that last bit myself. Uh, have you seen this, Jonathan? No, I haven't. Okay, thanks very much for your call, caller. Yeah, this. Hang on a minute. He's still there. There we go. Um, yeah, this so is a, it's a. There's this guy holding a really blurry photo of what looks like towers. This man claims to have travelled to the year 6000 and taken this photo.
2: I haven't seen it. See if you well,
1: can find she it. You didn't dream it. See if you can find it, which you will, because it's it's doing the rounds at the moment. And then see if we can get him on. Um, let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. I've got a dirty. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless.
4: Quite something in this room. Hot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was the most profoundly upsetting call I've ever heard in my life.
2: I don't like the fact I was dragged into it. Can you please exclude me from this narrative?
1: What was going? Did you Did you recognise any of the the audio from that?
2: Well, it sounded like Justin's house at the end.
1: That was that was really unsettling. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Let's go to line uh, line four. You're on the wireless.
5: I'm sorry about the cookie, or right? I felt guilty all day, 24 hours. Good. Do, do, you not think, do you not
1: think it's weird sending us food like that without anyone, you know, without... Well, first of all, it's weird sending us
5: food, but then sending it anonymously. <clears throat> no, actually, it was on Uber Eats, and I told, I told the guy... You told to what say, guy? But obviously... Well, could that message the doesn't delivery get... Guy, yeah, delivery an men anonymous. don't deliver messages, they deliver food. Because I told... Because you can write a little message... I couldn't give said, a stuff. I put down... Yeah, it, uh, th- here's the thing, right? Because the delivery... Shut up. Will you shut up?
1: Will you shut up, right? Sorry. So the delivery guy delivers delivers it to our guy who's on... Rec- so it has to go through two people before it gets to us. So, no, the, it, it, you know, I'm sure it was done as a nice gesture, but it made us feel uncomfortable.
5: I know, but the idea was, because you're talking about the hex thing, I timed it to be delivered at exactly 12... Because I thought that would be the, the okay, good. Okay, so you did it,
1: you did it deliberately to shit us up?
5: Well, not to shit you up, but just as a nice little extra to the hex thing, it would be it would arrive at twelve. Okay, and okay. also well, what, you, what, you need what you need to do you what, what, you,
1: what you need to do is <clears> just um, uh, 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 accept that it made us feel uncomfortable and say sorry.
5: Yeah, I do. I'm very sorry about that, and I'm sorry there for. Here we me. Go. Um, Speaking of the hex.
1: We think the hex may have been misdirected. Yeah. Because th- yesterday we had a white witch on <laughs> a woman um, who put a hex on us to give us sore throats. Um, but it was Eamon Holmes who was off today, sick with a sore throat.
2: So do you think that Spooky Lou got it wrong? She's aimed at the wrong person
1: because uh, her pubes are falling out. <laughs> oh my
2: God. She did say that she was a learner. I think she needs to go back to potions class. Yeah,
1: she needs to go back to potions class. Let's go to line five. Five, you're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Hello, line five.
6: Hello, um, it's Luke Walsh here from Luton. Uh, uh, hello, Catherine as well. Um, one thing I've always wanted to know, you're, of course, in the jungle. Um,
1: you're very muffled, way. you're very muffled. Why Why are you so muffled?
6: Is that, is that better?
1: No, it's exactly the same. You're very muffled.
6: I don't know what I... Um, so strange. Um, but what, what one thing I've always wanted to know how much sleep did you actually get in the jungle when the cameras were off?
1: Well, you've not always wanted to know that, have you?
6: Well, it's, it's something that's you know, it's something that they don't explain about. I'm a celebrity, do they?
1: What so, what was, okay. your, what was your question? How much food do you get?
6: No,
7: how
1: much sleep? How much sleep? Um, yeah. well, it depends. They wake you up very... We, we didn't... We, you don't know the time when you're in there, but we think we were woken up about uh, half past five in the morning, and some yeah. nights you could be up until, um, like, 11 or 12, because f- they'd mm. want you to film bits in the Bush Telegraph talking about, like, explain, narrating the day, they would call it. Um, so you yeah. could be up quite late, but then you could sleep during the daytime.
6: Hmm. Um, and, of course, coming back to the UK, was it different, like, again, dealing with, like, the time zones and actually figuring out what time it is again and, yeah, you know, figuring out your bo- body clock almost?
8: Well, I,
1: I, was, I had a wonderful cheat in that I'm on um, an antidepressant, uh, metazapine, which, when you take one, 45 minutes later, you fall asleep. So um, Mm. the jet lag, um, I slept really well in the jungle, even when I was in a hammock, and the jet lag kind of bypassed me. But yes, that's jet lag. It's confusing.
6: Mm. And uh, of course, what's it like working on, uh, you know, morning TV now, seeing you on uh, Lee Swimming uh, this weekend? Uh, I look forward to seeing you on the the Bear Club tomorrow night in Luton.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are you recording this, Luke, for your radio show?
6: No, I'm not.
1: No,
2: no. Well, it sounds very. Um... Uh,
1: it sounds very af- af- formal and efficient. I'm I going mean, to get my agent. Yeah, it's well, Loose Swimming, I would say, is daytime TV, but I'm having the time of my life. Yeah, I'm loving it.
6: Mm. I, was, I was in ITV, uh, actually, uh, Thursday. But I was doing a. Um... Well, and then
1: security found you and they kicked you out.
6: No, I was, I, was, I was working part of the political team uh, for Good Morning Britain. It was very interesting, actually.
1: The po- Good Morning Britain has a political team? Why wasn't I yes. introduced to those guys the two weeks that I worked there?
6: I met, I met Kate Garraway and everything. It was really fascinating, actually.
1: Kate Garraway is a fascinating lady, Kate Garraway.
6: Mm.
1: Anyway, uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, the, the Bear Club in Luton. I like Kate Garraway a lot. She's a really nice human being. Really nice human being. Oh um, uh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's going to be one of those nights, I think. I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Uncut After Hours
0: Conversation for
1: the Up All Night Generation, the Late Night Alternative with Ian
0: Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
9: This is the guy who's been to the future. Like the yes. Year is a photograph from the year 6,000. This man claims he has been to the year 6,000. We sat down for an interview in an undisclosed location as he told us his story. He claims to have brought back an actual picture from the future. Watch this and decide for yourself. Hello to everybody out there who's watching this video right now. I know a lot of you are going to find my story extremely hard to believe and I don't blame you. If I was watching somebody claim these same things, I myself would most likely not believe them. However, I can assure you that what I am saying is true. Oh, that makes it all right. (laughs) It's not of my intention to deceive anybody. I simply want to spread a message about the future of humanity and where the world is heading. You may be asking, what do I know about the future? Well... I am a time traveler. I was part of a top secret program to send people forward in time. Now, this was in the 1990s. I was selected to be uh, one of the test members of the program. Uh, There is secret time travel technology that is being hidden from you at this very moment. There are many technologies, in fact, that the public like you, watching this video, has no clue about. I I wish to change that. I, I wish to make it so everybody out there knows what exactly is being hidden from you. Because it's not right. So I was selected to be part of this top secret program to send people forward in time. I myself was scheduled to be sent to the year 6000. Like I said, it's going to be very hard for a lot of you to believe that I I myself have been in the year 6,000, but I have. I've seen the way the world's changed, the technologies that have emerged.
1: He sounds convincing. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm buying that. I'm buying that. Why would you not buy that? They've pixelated his face. Um, although, he, uh, in fact, he's saying it happened in the 90s. He looks about 12.
2: Well, I know. And there's that one, there's a picture further up in the stills. Yeah. And from here, because it's a bit blurred for me... Yeah. I can see it's the face of a child.
1: (laughs) Um, so these... uh, Who who knows, guys? Who knows? Uh, Good evening, line six, you're on the
10: wireless. Beetle John speaking. How are you
1: doing? Hey, hello, Beetle John.
10: How's it going? (laughs) It's Beetle Dredge here. Hello, Dredge.
1: We thought you'd died. haven't
10: you finished the... uh... Haven't you finished the
1: Partridge Family book yet? No, mate. It's a. It's quite because I'm gonna. Here's the the thing, right? The book costs about fifty quid. This Partridge Family book because it's. um, uh, You have to get it from. It's a limited run, and you've got to get it from the states. It costs a fortune, so I'm. I'm going to lend it to Dredge when I've done. No, I can tell you exactly what page I'm on because it's. I'll be honest, mate. It's. It's quite impenetrable. (laughs) It is.
10: um, (laughs) Oh dear! Right, there are. Um, that sounds unfortunate. There
1: are 441 pages. I'm on page 20. <laughs> <laughs> it's a t- it's a uh, tough nut right? to crack. He does the whole TV series in the preface.
10: Well, what's the rest of it about? It's... Not about blooming music. Yeah,
1: it's about the music.
10: For heaven's sake. Hey. But were the Partridge family actually on UK television? Because I sort of have a vague memory of it, but I don't know whether... Well, I remember they showed it um,
1: in the 90s on Night Network, because that's where I used to watch it. Um, But I guess it must have been on in the 70s. It it must have been on in the 70s, John. Everything was on in the
10: 70s. But I just saw this weird programme about uh, the music business, and they are interviewing the zombies. Oh, yeah. right And... Colin Blundstone said that they had a big hit with the the first record, She's Not There. Then they had 13 singles, none of which charted, and they had to go back to normal jobs. Yeah. I found that a bit weird. You know, Colin Blumstone's saying that he had to go back and get an insurance job.
1: Yeah, 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 I know, I know. Well, doesn't Nick Hancock sell mortgages now? This is what I heard, Nick Hancock sells mortgages.
10: So, so that's weird, isn't it? I mean, imagine going into an office like that and you've got Nick Hancock there and
1: also uh, Colin, Colin Blundstone. Colin yeah, I know. And you, you were, Well, this is my, my my concern. One of my many concerns in life is that I will end, and it, it could possibly happen, and it's come very close to it a couple of times, you end up doing a proper job, you know, a real job, having to get off your ass and go and work. I can't think of anything worse. Nor can I, and
10: that's what I'm doing.
1: Oh, God. Well, I, in that, well, it, 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 it's better to have loved and lost the, than never be, loved at all.
10: Who would be the most famous person? That's, that's my question to your uh, audience this evening. Yeah. Who's the most famous person who's ever had to go back to a normal job?
1: Well, we you know Zamo you know works I mean? in a key cutters. Cobblers. I've heard that, yes. yes. Um, Barrymore. The
10: grain chill thing is weird. Yeah. The grain chill thing is a bit of a curse in a way, do you yeah. think?
1: Yeah. Well, Gonch. Look at Gonch. W-
10: What's happened
1: to him? No, nothing. He's just really ugly.
10: Oh, oh so no, me, he was cute. Me.
2: that was mean. He was
1: cute. That was mean. <laughs> yeah. Bob, um, Bob Carol has
2: got a candle shop.
1: Um, four candles. He has. Maybe he more has more than four. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, no, it's not, uh, yeah, he has got a candle shop.
2: I know. I've spoken to him in it. All
1: right, mate, calm down. No need to show off. Just you, you hobnob him with spit, uh, spit the dogs. Uh, no, he wasn't. W- waxy he. Um, <laughs> uh, remains. What?
2: Um,
10: the um, the bassist from the New York Dolls ended up in the library. He did. That's a
1: really good documentary, isn't it? Yeah.
10: But, you know, it's a strange old thing, isn't
1: doesn't it? Pete, doesn't
2: Pete... Somebody...
1: Um, have I got this right? Doesn't um, Pete Townshend work in Carphone Warehouse?
2: Have I got that right? <laughs> Sounds about right. The lead
1: guitarist <laughs> from The Who? It's someone like him, isn't I think it? he works in car phones. It's phone someone like, like someone him. Someone like him. It's, it's him or Clapton, someone like that, I think, um, sells mobile phones now. Dredge, I'm oh, going to have to let you Clapton. go, because we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to come back and speak to Russell Mayle from Sparks. Brilliant. Thanks very much. There we go. Uh, and that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs>
2: The radio show for people who know the best
0: part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
8: The mission, every position. And the acrobats, where they tend to stop. All you know is that you can get her off. And you feel all right alright. The stars are bright. The mission, position. The track.
1: Position, thank you, by Sparks. Any song about sexual positions that has the line, it's a private matter as to frequency. Oh, it's wonderful. That's um, uh, from uh, the album Sparks released last year, Hippopotamus. Um, and it's such a joy that the, the, the Sparks are like a um, and bearing in mind, I don't drink, but, but I believe this is how it works with fine wines that they get better. Um, the older they get, and and here's the thing: just when you think they've released their best album, right? Which, let's be honest, they started in the late '60s, early '70s. They should have released their best album 40 years ago, right? Nowhere close. Guess when you think they've released their best album, they come out with one that's even better. And Hippopotamus uh, from from last year from Sparks is just it's packed full of gags. Um, It's catchy, it's danceable, (laughs) kids, if that's what um, floats your boat. It's naughty, it's rude, it's avant-garde, it's esoteric, it's psychedelic, it's wonderful. And uh, enough build-up. Let's get the gentleman, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Sparks in Beverly Hills, California. It's Russell Mail. Good evening, good afternoon,
11: Russell. Good afternoon, good evening to you. Yeah, (laughs) hi. Oh, man. What a a build-up. I know.
1: Can can you live up to that build-up, Russell? That's the question.
11: God, I hope so. I hope we do. After all of that. <laughs>
1: the question I've got, listening, uh, listening to that. I love that album so much, and that song. It, it makes me laugh. So it's just wonderful. Are they Are they real strings in that song in the crescendo at the end? How do you do that these days?
11: Well, they yeah, they are real strings. They're they're played by Ron on a on a keyboard, but they're they're sample libraries of real strings so it's actually played so it's whatever it's a conceptual thing whether you consider it real or not but it's real recordings of strings but played by ron on a keyboard
1: Um, and how does uh, it how does it work in the studio is because obviously when you play live you have this wonderful band of let's be honest they're kids but this wonderful band do do they do do you and ron record the album yourselves Do, do the band come
11: how does it work in the studio Well, on, on Hippopotamus, we, Ron and I did most of the stuff on our own. However, we, the drummer who we, we love who's playing with us now, Stevie Nister, he, he recorded on the album with us and we used a, a, a different guitar player than we were using live. Dean Menta, who played for a bit with Face No More, he played, he did all the, the guitar work on the album. So it's uh sort of a combination of the live band and then other folks as well. But, and then, you know, usually the stuff is initiated by Ron and myself in the studio and we kind of craft things a lot and then have our other musicians come in and sort of, uh, you know, yeah. Give their input on things at that point.
1: R- R- Ron, of course, is is the main songwriter of Sparks, Russell. But I, I still think you peaked with Pineapple.
11: <laughs> I know I peak. I, I'm I'm waiting for inspiration again <laughs> to strike. So there hasn't been anything that's kind of that's uh, piqued my imagination enough since then. But I'm I'm still thinking and I'm working on it. Good. So hang Hang on the next album. <laughs>
1: um, and because. And, I, I'm fascinated by Sparks, and I love you, and I'm, I'm, I met you years ago, and I didn't really know a lot about you. Then I interviewed you, and I came and saw you, and it was just my, you know, the, 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 my eyes were opened to the possibilities of what music could be, and I, now you're one of my favourite bands. But oh, partly, partly why I love you so much... I don't know anything about you two. This is, you know, I know little bits like the, the Ron's trainer collection, and you know, the, the, you uh, half Nelson, and I know these little bits about you, but you've managed to all these years
11: still have that air of mystery. How do you do that? Well, we, you know, we we tend to think that we like to put everything into the music, and the the music really tells you a lot about who we are and and, yeah. and i think that 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 the music itself and the lyrical stance um really speaks about who we are and that to 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 know all of the uh kind of more tabloid side of things is less interesting than yeah. our music is in, in our opinion so you know so we like to we like to keep it a bit um you know more Mysterious as to you know that that side of things because we think that you know if you just uh, see sparks via the music that that's the the best way to to learn about Ron and myself. Oh,
1: I agree. I think I think we know too much. You know, with the the, the Kardashians and with Twitter and Instagram, we know you know what what time of the day celebrities are going to the bathroom. Now, I like the fact. I want my stars to be enigmatic and to be, mis- you know, kind of like superheroes in a way that you don't know what's going on behind the dark glasses.
11: No, we, uh, we we both agree and think that it's that in your imagination you can you can draw a lot in your own mind as to yeah. what we're like, and and then it may or may not be the reality, but it might even be it might even be more exciting than the reality, so...
1: Yeah, no, exactly. So, the reality's always a disappointment. <laughs> we, we, we know that. Yeah,
11: yeah, that.
1: I did mean what I say, you know, I'm blowing smoke up your ass, but man alive, if ever an ass deserved to have smoke blown up, it's yours and your brother's. Um, you, oh, you just the, Just when you, you think, you know, you, you, the, the albums just keep getting better, and when there are a lot of musicians, you know, from the the, the 60s, from the 70s and 80s, who are kind of just cashing in and releasing any old stuff, you know, uh, Little Beethoven, Hello Young Lovers, Exotic Creatures, um, The the Seduction of Ingmar Bergman, then the stuff you did with Franz Ferdinand, and then Hippopotamus. Um, Are you nervous when you release an album, do you still get nervous as to how people are going to accept it?
11: Yeah, I mean, you're you're always a bit... uh... Uh, you know, petrified as to what the reaction is going to be, but we just, you know, the only thing we can control is just what we do with the music and what we put into it, and doing music that we think is vital, and if it doesn't stimulate us, then we kind of say, well, how can it, how can it, how can we expect it to stimulate our audience as well, our an audience, and so, you know, you kind of just have to be a good judge of what you do, and you just then at that point it's out of our hands, and that's why we were so pleasantly surprised the reaction of hippopotamus in, in you know around the world, you know particularly in Britain, and yeah. just how it was so well received because we just we never know once it leaves our hands and our leaves our studio, it's kind of up to the gods or whoever yeah. to uh, determine its its course. So uh,
1: um, now I'm, I'm here with Catherine, my producer. Now you Hello. you hadn't seen Sparks live. No. And we you, you, we came to a little Q&A that Ron and Russell um, did in London for the release of Hippopotamus, didn't yeah, we? Yeah,
2: I did. So you, what did you think? This when, was my entry-level album. <laughs> or this is, and from well, right. this point, yeah. this is my jumping-off point into Sparks, I yeah. absolutely loved it. My goodness, what performers you are. And I just loved the and whole it's, thing.
1: It's that thing, isn't it, it's that you, the, you're both very softly spoken gentlemen. Yeah. Um, you're not softly spoken on stage. The noise that comes out. How much... Do you... I'm trying to think of what, Do you direct the live shows? Do you choreograph the live shows? How much of it is kind of spontaneous? And how much of it is pre-planned?
11: Well, I mean, a lot of the impression that people with all the feedback we get is that it's, you know, we're, it's kind of theatrical and yeah. nature and sorts, but, but, but the, the current tour that we've done and the, the next one that we're going to be doing starting in, you know, in the early summer is that it's, it's, you know, the theatricality, if there is that sort of element, it's kind of more from our personalities, I think, and the personality within the music, rather than there being a lot of extraneous uh, visual effects and things, things like that, that people tend to come away thinking they've seen a, Highly theatrical evening, but it's kind of ironic to us because the theatricality is, you know, basically within our, you know, the personalities well, of ourselves, and I, then and then the personality that music conveys. As I, well. I was going
1: to say, you're right. There's no laser effects. There's the, occasionally I've seen you use backdrops and stuff, but it's right. interesting. You think that it's not. To me, it's like a performance art. It's not a rock concert. Go on, Kath.
2: Because this, each song is a story or yeah. each song is a picture, you know. You, you're taken to somewhere different with each one. But you?
1: also, you've got the the, the, um, the theatricality of Ron at that keyboard, you know, just staring out deadpan with the occasional break yeah, of you're that. you're waiting
2: for the moment, aren't yeah. you? Yeah.
1: You've got, you've got <laughs> Russell bouncing around, I mean, like a 16-year-old. And then you've got the wonderful band who are generally in the background, but then every now and then one of them will just kind of step forward a bit bit, um, and it does, it, it's like, well, it's not, it's not a concert, it's a performance piece But also,
2: me. I mean, even Ron, <laughs> you yeah. can tell everyone's having the time of their lives there, you yeah. know, that yeah. it, it, there's so much energy in there. Yeah.
11: Yeah, no, we, uh, we, I mean, we like that comment that it's, that what you mentioned about being like performance art in a way, even though it's, it's nothing that's kind of planned out as specifically as that it just it's just what comes out when we perform spark songs and when we you know, go on stage and those are our personalities and we don't do a lot of you know you had asked about whether it's planned out what we're going to be doing and how we work with the band but it just sort of just a lot of it's just dictated by the way the music is and the, just the way we mm-hmm. are as As personalities, so um, yeah,
1: you're coming back to for those of the hippopotamus. Go and buy, go go and buy any of their their albums. And the thing is, whatever album you get, that's not going to be, you know, that's just a tiny percentage of what Spark sounds like. You are coming back to the UK for three dates uh, in May: Uh, Tuesday the twenty second in Glasgow, Wednesday the twenty third in Leeds, and Catherine. I'm calling this now. Thursday the twenty fourth at the Kentish Town Forum, which is where I first saw the band. We're taking that. We're taking that night off.
8: Okay. Let's so
1: let's just take the night off. this is the thing. As I get older, um, uh, Russell, um, uh, I've, I've missed so many great concerts that I should have gone to because of work and stuff. Let's take that night off. Let's go and see. Let's go and see um, the show. Uh, the, 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 I, I'm going to ask you a question that I know you, you're not going to answer, but I kind of have to an- ask it anyway. <laughs> what are you doing next? I mean, is, is there another album bubbling?
11: What's happening next? Yeah, that's, that is the worst question. Yeah, I ask. know it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, the, um, no, I mean we're always thinking of the, the future. That's kind of the that's kind of the sad part of it all is that we, we never get to kinda of rest on our uh on our laurels or anything. We we're always kinda uh a bit antsy and wanting to just be doing new stuff and yeah. we always think once we've created something then God we better start concocting something next and what's next. So we're you know, we're always we're always thinking and, and working on on new stuff. So there'll be there'll
1: be more. <laughs> oh, man alive. Imagine... It's a threat. <laughs> it's a threat. They
11: ain't going nowhere. I, I,
1: and finally, I will. Let you go, I could talk to you now. I will let you go. I wonder how many of the... Um, what's great about Sparks' concert is that there's, there's people of all ages. There's, there's men older than me, there's, there's, there's people, you know, kind of our age and our 40s, and there are kids, what I call kids, 16, 17-year-olds there. I wonder how many of the, um, of the teeny bopper fans from 1971 and 72 still come, because it's weird to think that for about 20 minutes, Sparks were up there, you know, with Mark Bolan and with Gary Glitter. They, they were, you had teenage girls screaming at you.
11: Yeah, the, the first go-round in England in the 70s, it was pretty, you know, crazy, the the reaction. And, um, you know, it was a real special period that whole time. when you know, it was Roxy Music and Bowie and Sparks and T-Rex, that's all those kind of bands. It was a really special time and um so it is it is for for us it's just really kind of fascinating how uh here we are at this point and you know in the the yeah. concerts that we did nine nine shows in Britain last year and the reaction was just really wild yeah. at those at those shows, so it's in our it's it's a really um, you know unique situation that sparks. There, there,
1: there is a lot of affection for you, Russell, and I, I, and I hope you got that from the reaction to the album and to the concerts, and the fact that we we've dragged you back for another three shows in May.
11: Um, <laughs> we we did, we did, we good. did, and uh, we're going to be announced. There's also going to be uh, more shows ar- around Europe that are going to be announced uh, next week Beautiful. as well. So these three are just the. Uh, just the beginning, too, of things. So Beautiful. it's going to be, a, a, again, another exciting period.
1: Hey, man, I look forward to seeing you and May. Send our love uh, to Ron. And um, y- y- I you know, will. B- but thank you so much for coming on, Russell. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, mate. Thanks so much. Speak Th- to you in May. <laughs> Thank you very much, Russell Mail of Sparks, ladies and gentlemen. Go in, do you want to go and say goodbye to I the do, gentlemen? Yeah. What a, I mean, wow! What a thrill. Uh, the the, the, the hippopotamus is a joy, but you can dive into any of their albums. You know, you want the, You want the the original classic Kimono My House. Little Beethoven is a is a personal favourite of mine. Exotic creatures. They're, just dive in there, right? Because n- no, none of them are, 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 are even remotely similar. The I think the only the only two bands I can name where each album has been a progression. The Beatles, XTC, number three on that list, Sparks, ladies and gentlemen. They're playing in May. Uh, Glasgow, the 22nd, w- Leeds, the 23rd, and hurry, 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 the 24th. They're at w- w- uh, well, it's still called the Kentish Town Forum, I believe, and me and Kath will be there. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
0: We'll get you talking.
1: Man alive. Just big grins. If you can watch the show, you can watch the show. We put clips up online now, which is great. And if you, if, and I know I've gone a bit heavy with the retweets of the little clips and stuff, but I really want them um, to be a success. And if, all, all we need is one of them to kind of catch the internet wind and become, you know, b- b- big. And, and suddenly we're going to get a load more listeners. Um, and it has to be said, our clips are. Uh are getting, you know, six seven eight nine ten thousand. 10,000. The others are getting, like, 230. Anyway, that's bad. So uh, thank you for putting up with my retweets and, and things like that. Um, if you do see them, watch them, retweet them. The, the little clips are about a minute, two minutes long. You can watch the show live, uh, hello, uh, by going to periscope.tv slash Ian Lee, and you can watch us there. And there is a way that you can hook it up so that it shows on your TV. Now, I um, I went nuts Oh, I've gone deaf in my left ear. What does that? What does that? Mucus? No, no, no. It's like a pressure thing. Oh! My left ear's gone. Anyway, I went nuts and I bought a really big TV, 50 inches. And I've taught you how they measure TVs. Diagonally. They They measure TVs diagonally, guys. And it arrived on Tuesday and I took it back to the flat yesterday. And I set it up today and I've not turned it on. And it's not made me feel happier. If anything, it's made me feel even more lost. What What is that about? Surely, by buying a big, not that expensive TV, um, that should make me. That should should cure all my ills for about three months, shouldn't it? Instead, it's just made me feel more lost and bewildered. What's that about, guys? Try turning it on. Oh no, no, there no. are
2: friends in there.
1: No, I don't, I don't. I've got. I've not. I've not. I've not used the PlayStation that I got. What am I doing? What am I doing with my life, guys? What am I doing? am wasting my life. I'm spending my life away, and that is not going to fill the spiritual void uh, that exists here. There's there's a hole here, and you know what? It's not that big a hole, but there's a hole here, and um, uh, the TV doesn't fill it, the PlayStation doesn't fill it, Books and books books line the edges books line the edges, but it doesn't they don't fill the nothing's going to fill that spiritual void guys um, but I might buy a car at the weekend because mm. that might fill it, mightn't it that might fill it
2: why does this feel like a Julia Donaldson book
1: <sighs> Oh God I'm so miserable. Sweet Jesus! Why do you guys listen to this rubbish? Oh God! Want... Anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh three four four. By the way, those last two minutes, clip it. Send that. That. There we go. Let's, cut, cut it off here when I'm saying this. Just put those last two minutes.
2: Well, Ro- Roddy, when when you clip it, just stop stop just before then.
1: Yeah, stop stop when I say clip it because that makes me look um, big headed. But that was gold. Clip. That's that's going to go viral. That's going to go viral. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Taking call straight to air. Let's go uh, to line one. Line one, you're on the wireless.
3: Oh, good evening, Ian. Good Definitely evening, Philip. Yeah, it's good, but it and Russell. They're so lovely, the, the male brothers. Yeah. Do you know what, Ian? I was looking, and do you know, I was amazed. Um, I hope you don't mind if I mention the word, but it was 1977 that I saw him in Rollercoaster. Oh, you keep going every time. I know. It's <laughs> a good, Ian. I know you don't like it. I haven't I seen it. Called. I haven't seen it. I'm just saying, they are great in the finale, honestly, Ian. You see, this? they take part in the concert at Magic Mountain. I know,
1: I, Philip, do you know how I know this? Because every time I talk about Sparks, yeah. or have one of them on, it has been out yeah. three or four times, you phone up and tell me the plot of Roller, Roller Coaster.
3: Yeah, obviously, if you've never seen it, there is a clip, I believe, on YouTube <laughs> of them performing. Hey, what, Tell me, t- talk to me about Peter Wingard. Oh, yeah, that was, that was sad, because, I mean, he, he did lots of things. He, he did a very, very good film called The Night of the Eagle. I don't know if you've ever seen no, it. No, I haven't. It's, it's an it's a intelligent science... Uh, what science He's married to a woman who turns out to be a witch.
1: What the heck? This ties yeah. in with what we were talking about last night.
3: And the, it's, it's made by a very good uh, film director called Sidney Hayes, and if you've never seen it, it really is worth seeing. The only thing I know about Peter Wingard, yeah, is that he released a song.
1: Uh huh. Called yeah,
12: Rape. I he did. What? Yeah, uh,
1: he released a song.
3: Yeah. Called Rape. Oh, I don't know. Like, no. I don't remember. Yeah. Yes. I mean, all, I mean, from what I, you know, to say, it's from what he did from his TV work yes. when he started out in Department S. Yes which, for from an ATV series from, was quite interesting. People used to like watching it because the stories were quite original. That's why people like watching TV. Well, yeah, And then he went on to do his own series as Jason King. Yeah. I never saw any of that. I never really
1: bought into these 60s... Um... British TV series like Jason King or The Persuaders uh, or um, in, um, um, what's the other one? I'm trying to.
3: Uh, he did one of and that is very very highly regarded. The prisoner, the, the original, the prisoner. yes, the original prisoner with Patrick McGoohan. Oh, I saw. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I watched one of the prisoner. And I thought it was rubbish. Well, the first series was the remake was was terrible. Well, I watched the remake the other week. Well, who Who remade, and, who uh, remade it? Oh, it was made by ITV. Was well, was was Paul, was Paul and, Merton in it? And it was oh dear, it was um, Kessler. Ke- Ke- I can never pronounce his name. He was the guy who was in the TV series Person of Interest. Which yeah, was... well,
5: here we go. Well, Philip,
1: we, uh, we'll we'll run that through the computer.
2: The thing I didn't know about your
1: timing is terrible. <sighs> go on, you got ten seconds.
2: He um, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you after.
1: What about him getting caught? No. Okay. Um, well, we'll find out what that is and we'll listen to a little bit of Rape by Peter Wingard after this. The Late
0: Night Alternative with Ian Lee
1: on Talk Radio.
0: We have ways of making
8: you talk.
12: It's a groovy day You're a groovy girl Throw your cares
8: away It's a groovy world So come on so come on.
1: That's a lot better than the song we were going to play. I can't even play the other song. Um, I can't even play the other song. It's on YouTube. I'm not even going to link to it. We, we, the Peter Wingard song. And I, don't, I don't I listen. He was so much more than that song. Okay. So I don't. I don't want to be. You know. Oh, he did this, Uncle Ray. But he did do this, Uncle Ray. And um, th- this. This shows how much I'm uh, uh, maturing. I ain't going to play it. No. I can't play it. Um, it is it is um, well? I, I'm guessing it's a joke it's it's casually racist okay that, that i mean that's it, it that's the least of its um concerns right is the racism when he does a japanese voice that's the least of the concerns in there um it's unplayable it's unplayable even as a look at this weird old artifact from well not from that from 1970 i think it was it's unplayable it's so wrong it, and it's not even i mean we were sniggering at the start, but the sniggers soon turned t- turned to just WTF. Huh? wait, what? It, it's just so. If you um, enjoy naughty songs and uh, you don't find you don't think you would find it triggering, go on to uh, YouTube. Uh, Peter Wingard. It's called. Well, they've labelled it Golden Throats. Oh God. Um, but I think. I think that's just because if they called it rape, it might have got taken down. Um, So go and have a a list. I'm not even going to link to it on Twitter because I've got lots of young people that follow me on Twitter now, Mm -hmm. so I'm not even going to do that. But um, just, I mean... I don't know, I don't know.
2: That, that was, like, recorded in a proper studio and everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Musicians worked on that. So more than one
2: person went, yeah, this seems fine it's, to me.
1: It's just a little bit of fun. Just a little bit of fun, guys.
2: What I was going to tell you was I was listening to another radio station on the way in. Yes. Briefly, before I realised my mistake. Well,
1: because Eamon Holmes had bunked off.
2: Well, it was it was James Whale.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. Why would you listen to that? No.
2: <laughs> I like James Whale. Anyway, so they were talking about Peter Wingard. I prefer
1: Ash. Huh? Do you? Yeah, I do, actually, yeah.
2: yeah. Hmm. I'll tell him. Oh, well. Anyway, I didn't realise Peter Wingard had, you know, been kind of a trailblazer in a way. Yes. Because you know it wasn't easy back then. He was uh, he started out in a time when it was still illegal to be gay. Yes. Um, and he was the first person he was well no he wasn't the first person there were a few people in it but he was in the first gay British TV drama. It was this thing called uh, it was in 1959. Oh. So I mean, gosh, still wow deep in the you will not speak about this thing. Yeah, yeah. It was a play called South, which was set in the US Civil War and is about love between two soldiers. Wow. Yeah. On
1: British television? Yes.
2: yes. I'm not sure how overt it was, but that's what it was about. Isn't that
1: amazing?
2: Well, well, well. Also, he was in Flash Gordon. I didn't realize he was the one with the metal face. I don't really. I don't
1: really like Flash
2: Gordon. Oh, I liked it.
1: I didn't. I never saw it as a kid. So it was on a couple of times when I was a kid, and so I I could never join in those conversations in the playground. And then when I did watch it, I just I thought it was rubbish. Not even, not even so bad. It's good. I just thought it's not. It's just not an interesting film. There's nothing. Oh, I loved it. um, I'm not even sure I've seen it all the way through. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Um, We're taking calls straight to air tonight, Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number, this is the Late Night Alternative, good evening, I'm Ian Lee, she is Catherine Boyle, Um, you're listening to Talk Radio, which of course you can listen to on DAB, by downloading the Talk Radio app. Um, you can listen to it anywhere in the world on that. Or you can also listen anywhere in the world at talkradio.co.uk. And that's also where you can go and listen to full shows, I think, for the last 30 days. They, they, they stay up there. Um, so call straight to Airworks like this. I've got ten lines in front of me. They're all flashing. And I go, line one, you're on the wireless. How are
13: mate? Hello, line one. Can you hear us, mate? Yes, I can. Aye, my line was a bit fuzzy-like. Okay. How's it going?
1: <laughs> but it's going better than your accent is. What's what? Sorry, mate. Well, sorry, mate. What's the matter? Nothing. Nothing. Sorry. No. Nothing. You, you, how's it going with you, my friend? I am good, mate. I'm celebrating.
13: I've I've got a new business contract today. Fantastic. What's that for? I, I'm a I'm a handyman, mate. But I do all sorts of things. And I've just I've just got a contract rat catching in some pubs.
1: Oh, yeah, rat catching in some pubs. Well, let's see where this
13: goes. Ah, go yeah, through. do a bit of this and that, you know, I'm and it, hovering it's a decent over... contract, like, so I'm having a few tinnies
1: to relax. I'm hovering over the dump button, but we'll see. Um, well, that's, that's great news, man. Fantastic. Well done. And I was thinking, like, since I'm, I'm killing these rats,
13: like, I'm a Buddhist, you know, and I was wondering, if you could come back as an animal,
1: what would you come back as? Well, I wouldn't come back as a rat in a pub if you're killing them. No, I wouldn't either, mate. It'd be dangerous. Right, Nobody good, likes rats. It's a good question. There's a very famous, very funny Laurel and Hardy um, thing. What would you come back as? And he said, I'll come back as a horse. I can't remember the punchline to it. And he said, well, Um I think, and I think he does die. I think Stan Laurel does die in it, and he comes back as a horse. And there's a horse at the end with a bowler hat on. I, I vaguely remember that. What would I come back as if I were an animal? Oh, I'd come back as a as a, a cat, I think, because they have a, a very easy life, don't they?
13: Well you can help me do me job, mate. Hey, I could do I a bit send you down the cellar to catch our them
1: rats, no, you know. The right I want. I want to be a cat that belongs to an old lady and I want to sit on laps and be stroked. That and, and occasionally
10: stroking, her eh?
1: Yeah, occasionally be startled as she stands up and I'm i I'm asleep and suddenly I'm like falling
10: what was
5: that oh,
1: right. yep. There we go, hey So that's what
13: I'd like, I think. Aye, what aye, would you aye, be? A good life that mate, it's a nice house cat. What would you be? I think, mate, I've thought about this a lot. And, I mean, the obvious choice, I think, some kind of great ape. Because yes. if you're a great ape, you're a conscious creature. Yes. And you kind of know what's going on. But, to be honest, mate, I think I'd come back as a cockroach.
5: OK, well, we'll,
1: we'll leave it hanging there. Thank you very much indeed. Line two, you're on the wireless.
14: Hello there, listeners. It's me, Steve Allen. I'm just phoning up to inform you all that I'll be off sick next week because I accidentally sat on my spike.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Um, I've worked with Steve Allen. His party trick at the Christmas party was to get his ding-dong out. Every year, get his ding-dong out at the Christmas party, and by ding-dong, I mean penis. Apparently, he was very, very rude about me while I was in the jungle. I think he loves you. Well, I think he must do. I thought he died, if I'm honest. Um, but, but apparently, very rude about me. It's very. He's such a. I made the mistake of listening to a few minutes of his show the other day. Dear God, how? Where does he get off calling people fat? Has he? Has he? This. This is a man that hasn't seen. Perhaps the reason he gets out of Christmas parties is to check that it's still there because he ain't seen it for ages. You know. It, 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 how dare he? How dare he? Body shame. Anybody! I mean, it's just, it's just ludicrous. And he mocks people for having no talent. Well, what talent does it, ha- ha- it take to be on the radio for two hours a day slagging off women in
2: newspapers? Where's the talent there? That's his act, though, isn't it? And he mocks...
1: I don't know exactly what he was saying about me, but no doubt mocking my TV career. Well, well you know, my TV career was not much, I'll be honest, but it's better than the TV show Five's Company that you did. I mean, God, what? such a strange old thing. And here's the thing, because really, I, I really like James O'Brien a lot, right? And I know that James O'Brien is friends with Steve Allen, okay? And, and the reason I mention this is because, 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 I also like um, Mike Graham a lot, right? Um, and Mike Graham's been slagging off James O'Brien. Oh, I know, I He's saw. Lagging, and, and, and someone, just a couple of people said to me on Twitter, oh, should you do something? No. No of course I shouldn't. I can like Mike Graham and I can like James O'Brien. Um and and in the same way I would never say to James O'Brien what's what's going on with Steve Allen because that's not that that's not i have not got beef with with James O'Brien I got beef with Steve Allen.
2: We've all got friends yeah. who don't get on. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. So I can
1: I can still like Mike Graham and like James O'Brien. And think Steve Allen's a bell end. I can do all of those things things at the same time, guys. Uh line three you're on the wireless.
8: Hello
15: Hello Catherine
2: Ooh. Hi.
15: Hello Catherine. I want to talk to you.
1: Well, talk to her.
15: Well you go away then.
1: I've gone, I'm not I'm I'm away. Could somebody mute in microphone,
15: please? talk
2: to him. I went for him to say something.
15: Catherine, I've never met a monkey.
2: Yes. But
15: I believe you have.
2: Uh, no. Personally. No. Because I never met
15: one, but you did.
2: Okay, this is a good story. Tell me. No, uh... Tell me about what happened. No, don't bother.
5: Let's
1: wow, go to holiday. line four. Four, mm. you're on the
5: wireless.
2: Oh, holiday! Yeah, a um, long
14: time caller, first time listener. Well done. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to Glasgow next week. Yeah. Have either of you been there?
3: Yeah, I've been to Glasgow. I worked yes. in Glasgow. Yeah.
14: Yeah. well, Any
12: any tips? Any any hints? Any.
3: Well,
1: Suggestions w- of what to do. It's well, a place. Would you, would you mean what the, 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 all all cities are the same? Just the next is next door to Marks and Spencers or or a gap. You know, it's, it's just sort of. Um, it's it's nice Glasgow. What 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 what, what are you doing there?
14: Uh, it, it, it I can't really talk about it.
1: Okay, fine. Well, then don't find up a bloody talk show. Uh, line five, you're on the wireless. Hi,
14: Ian, man, it's James. How you doing?
1: I'm good, thank you, James. What do you have for us yeah, man, this re- evening? Really
14: boring admin call. Can I just double-check I'm on the guest list for tomorrow? I'll love you forever.
1: Oh, yeah, you're on the guest list for tomorrow. Of course you are. Yes, 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 yes. I'm glad you reminded me. Thank you so much. You're on the guest list for tomorrow. Thank you. See you then. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Let's do one more then we'll have a break. Line six, you're on the wireless. Nope, you're too slow. Let's go to a break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered
0: Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on talk radio.
2: We have ways of making you talk.
1: 0344 499 1000. Calls straight to air. Let's go to line 11. You're on the wireless. Yes, hello? Hello, yes. Is that Ian? Yes.
13: Oh, that's great! Uh, how do I get to Carnegie Hall?
1: Practice, son, practice. Thank
7: you very much. <laughs>
1: right, there we go. There we go. You see, it's uh, you know, you set them up, and I'll knock them back. Um, line two, you're on the wireless. What is it with these terrible Geordie accents we're getting tonight, know. by
2: the way? It's a funny voice night.
1: Hello, line two. Hello. Hello, you're on the air.
12: Oh, hello. Oh, that was quick. Yeah. Mm. Um, So I live in a boarding house and sometimes some funny mishaps and weird things happen. Uh Uh-oh. So I turned up after going away for the weekend to my room and my desk, somebody decided to go in and unscrew one of the sides of it.
1: Oh, that's not a funny mishap. That's that's bullying.
12: Yeah, I know. And um, somebody came in and had a look at it and uh, this guy clearly, knows what he's doing, he was looking at all the screws and somebody had clearly gone with a proper electronic electronic screwdriver and screwed them. Yes. Why so, would they? Why would uh,
1: they? Can you not lock your your um your bedroom
12: door? No, because oh. I guess it's might maybe a fire risk or whatever. I don't know. Well, but, but even if you're well, hang on. If you're away though.
1: Aren't you allowed to lock the door when you're away to stop people going in and unscrewing the sides of your
12: desks? Uh, yeah, but I think it might have not got locked. I
1: don't know. Okay, well, it sounds like when you say a boarding house, is this like a halfway house or something? No, it's just
12: a normal school boarding house. Oh, you
1: did school? Oh, school boarding. Okay, right. Um, well, well um, uh, boys will be boys. Um, it, uh, so what, what, he te- would you mean they unscrewed half of your desk? Yeah. So what? So that when you sat, it, it collapsed or something, or they could get access to all your, your wh- Why did that? What was the, what was the joke?
12: So I walked into the room and I saw. So on the side was there like sword and something that had fallen off, clearly. Yes. And screws on the floor, and one of the sides was bent sideways and on the floor, and my computer and stuff, and my laptop, Uh-oh. um, and my like TV, they miraculously moved on the floor for some reason. So, so, I don't know why, but yeah, they tried to move on the floor when they were doing it. so at least that didn't break well, at least
1: that didn't break so um oh do you know what actually there's something I'm more interested in than than your desk how How old are you fourteen okay, how long have you been um uh, are you are you a full time boarder do you go home at weekends? How does it work?
12: I go home on the weekends, okay. so I'm currently home in London,
1: yeah. Um, well, we've, we've we've no we've spoken about this before, haven't we? I remember we've um, spoken about this before. I do find it. I'm not in any way making a judgment on your your family or your parents or whatever. I do find it odd, Catherine. I, I say turning to Catherine as she is a parent of children, as am I. Um, that you that one would have children and then one would um, send them.
2: Yeah, away. but if your parents did it to you. Did your did your mum and dad get get sent away to school? No, no.
1: Mm. I would no. I would even I think even yeah. if my parents had done it, I would think, what have I done wrong?
4: Oh,
1: I would. i think, what have I done? What have I done wrong? Why are they? What this is, I don't think it's it's not natural. It's not natural, is it? Really? Um, but um, you know, as long as it, you know, as long as it doesn't screw you. I'm sure this. You sound like you've got your Zach. You sound like you've got your head screwed on properly. Yeah, but not my desk. <laughs> thank you very much indeed. There we go. He was—he he got. Thank you, Zach. He got excited there because he saw he had a gag coming. It's hot in here, isn't it? Is that yeah. is there anything coming out of
8: there?
1: Yeah. It is boiling. My foot gone to sleep. I'm flag uh, flagging a bit. Hey, yeah, 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 I like your coconuts. Let's go nuts. It's got a line seven seven. You're on the wireless.
16: Oh no, we've had a terrible day today. <laughs> i tell you what happened when I sat down and she, without looking and she broke me glasses. It's me own fault. I should have took a
1: mask. <laughs> 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 I enjoyed that. It wasn't particularly funny, but the joy that, that he was, the caller was experiencing, he or she, was infectious. was infectious. It was infectious. Um line eight you're on the wireless.
15: Cashier number three, please.
1: <laughs> now no, you re- you know the reason he's doing that? Why? It's the post office.
2: Yeah.
1: And do you know who's the voice of the post office? Was. I don't think he is now.
2: Oh yes. Steve Allen. Gosh.
1: Yeah, imagine that. Um should
2: have gone cashier number three, please. Oh look at you, you fat cow.
1: Here we go. Line nine, you're on the
17: wireless. Oh mate.
1: Um no, sorry, I meant I meant line ten. Line ten you're on the wireless.
15: What? think
16: this is
1: true? I didn't hear the question. If he's asking what I think of it, I think it's wrong.
3: Quite good, actually.
8: Wow.
2: Have we been put on hold in the eighties? I don't know. I quite like this.
1: I, I quite I quite like that. What
5: was it? Well, I thought you'd wrangle. No, I was, I was listening to it. It was good. Sorry? Peak
8: practice. Peak practice.
1: Oh, I thought he said big fat piss. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was... Thought he was he, he'd been held on too long, so he, he thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to get a swear in then.
3: <laughs> big, big fat piss!
12: <laughs> no, that was you. Peak,
3: peak,
1: peak, peak practice. Peak practice. Oh, it's, it's a good tune, that, isn't it? It's very uplifting. Oh, glad you liked it. Thanks yeah. for calling. You're very welcome. I'll call again. What? What just happened there? <laughs> Big fat piss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> line six, you're on the wireless.
18: Hello. Hello. You're on the air. Oh, we're on the air. Oh shit. Um, turn off the music. Turn off the music. Hi. We were, we, we were just on Periscope. I don't. I, I'm not really sure what you guys are talking about because you're on mute but one of my friends wanted to tell you that uh, the, the lady uh, that's sitting there has a very beautiful smile and they uh, just wanted to let you know that we couldn't type it into the chat for some reason so we just wanted to say that okay. we're also, we're in Egypt watching you
1: you're in Egypt so. watching us
18: yeah, I I'll pass to you a friend of mine. He wanted to just let you know
2: about the the, the
19: the lovely lady. About the face. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi. Whereabouts in Egypt are you? Uh
19: Cairo, Egypt.
1: Cairo, Egypt. And um what what's what's going on over there? What's the scene in Cairo, Egypt?
19: Uh it's chilling, we we're, we're we're having glasses of whiskey. And enjoying our, our, our company between friends.
1: And how many people are there with you then this evening?
19: It's, it's just the, the three of us.
1: Okay, well, that, sounds, that sounds lovely. Um, pyramids are overrated, aren't they?
19: Uh, overrated, like, as the last wonder of the world and as an experience for the 21st century kids, I guess so.
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, what what do they do really? I would I would turn the uh, the the pyramids into um, uh, a Tesco. Tesco's a
16: supermarket. Yeah, mm. turn
5: it into a supermarket.
19: I, I, I... <laughs> I'd turn it into a hide-and-seek or a paintball or, like, laser tag. Oh, oh mate, no. laser, yeah.
1: laser tag. He, he speak, you speak on my language with the laser tag, my friend. That would be awesome. Is there, inside the pyramid, are, are, are there, like, secret sections that we're not allowed to go into? But like,
18: They actually just discovered an empty space. With 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 some weird uh, microns. Oh
1: yeah, I know. I saw this. It's supposed to be the I size of an aeroplane. Yes, yeah,
20: no, yes. They've basically found a huge space that um, is a, is a void that has. They don't know how to get there yet, but they're trying to use technology that scans through the pyramid.
1: I'll, I'll tell you, the technology they should use a sledgehammer. Just smash your way through. And get in leg. there. <laughs>
20: That's what you know, actually, that's another thing that's There's very actually interesting. Actually, right actually, that you know, it's very interesting because they found. Um, so they discovered that with mummies, yeah, they uh, the ancient Egyptians were were used to um, pre- um, uh, representing themselves as the wealthiest or in their prime. Uh, were trying to show or represent themselves in the wealthiest manner, but they found that. Through the, um, the sarcophagi, yeah, they found uh, layers and layers of paper um, oh. that were accounting papers that actually were evidence to their actual financial situation at the
1: time. Oh, wow. who so were wrapped up with their accounts.
20: Exactly. So in order to be able to find out actually the current situation of whomever was buried at the time, they yeah. have to destroy the sarcophagus. Yeah. Um, but now they have enough technology to be able to scan through the layers of the paper. Wow. Um, plastic, yeah, there are a lot of plastic bags. And comment, we're just responding to
18: a comment. Somebody commented on Periscope yeah. saying there's a bunch of plastic bags in a Pizza Hut. There's also a KFC right yeah. across the. Um, the
1: what, now, listen, pizza. you guys were the forerunners <laughs> of what um, we call the Arab Spring. You guys kicked it off, if I remember it correctly, seven what? years, seven years ago. Was it. Yes, yeah, but was it an Arab Spring? I don't is know. My, there was is st- this is what
5: they. It was, <laughs>
1: but you, you, you guys, you, you. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I don't want to call it a revolution because it wasn't. Your uh, let's call it your protests. That was like seven years ago, wasn't it? That's right. And and um, w- were you there? Were you part of the protests? N- no, I, actually, one
20: of us was, but two of us weren't.
1: You were too busy drinking whiskey and thinking about sarcophagus. No, we, we
20: were we were in the US studying.
1: Okay, <laughs> um, and how? Because because things got a little bit um, dodgy, Bodsky afterwards with the um, um, Islamic Absolutely. Brotherhood. How? What's this? Everything had got, got got a little bit dodgy. Is it still dodgy now? <laughs> seven years dodgy. later. It's still very much dodgy.
20: <laughs> but, it's, but it's safe to visit, so book your ticket. Was it? Yeah, was it? I mean, I mean, Egypt in general is actually quite safe, but it's just there's so much uncertainty. We don't really
1: know which direction. Well, this is it. Going. Was it? Was it better eight years ago, before you had the protests, when you you, know, you had a dodge pot in charge, but you knew you kind of knew what was going on.
20: Right, but I'm going to ask you, like, let's go a, a little bit deeper, but what do you mean by better? Better economically, better politically? Better, better socially, I mean, I do
1: you know, that's a good question, I don't know. No, better personally for you guys, let's let's keep it micro. Was it better for you eight years ago when you, um, and, and listen, I'm, I'm really at the edge of my knowledge of the Egyptian political uh, sure, state, sure,
8: but
15: was
1: it better for you when you you, you kind of knew what was what?
19: It it was better. And let
1: me give you um,
20: maybe a little bit of a small uh, symbolic image. Yeah, go on, please do. I think that uh, prior to the revolution, Egypt, yes, had a lot of issues. Mm. But I think now that there are a lot more limitations. So uh, to to a certain extent, you feel a lot more constrained Mm. um, than previously, Um, but, um, I don't know. Uh... The main thing is stability. Like, like we had two
18: revolutions. Everything was unstable and that affects the economy and that affects tourism. And so that affects how much money people have in their pockets. And that makes people go out and ride on the streets. So before then there was, at least you had stability and somewhat of a stable economy, but, but the, the, the government was corrupt and that's what people were upset about. So, Lately, we haven't had a revolution since
1: 2013. And... <laughs> so, we, that's, that's great, we've not had a revolution uh, for the last five years. Know, you're right? you another really one, crazy. then, guys! It's only been a couple of years. Come on! Um, okay, listen, I, and how come you found us on Periscope? Were you just, like, spinning around and seeing what happened?
18: On the Apple TV, we have a Periscope app, and we just opened it up, but the TV was on mute, so we've been staring at you guys Beautiful. for yeah. two hours, yeah. drinking whiskey, listening
19: to music, Beautiful. and we're lacking the smile that we came to see. There wow. we
1: go. Hi, listen, hi. You've, 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 uh, we're tits and teeth over here. Um, well, guys, listen, um, we're here every weeknight, 10 till 1. You're very welcome to watch on Periscope and call in again. It's been nice talking to you.
19: It's a pleasure. Thanks so much. a lovely night.
8: It's a
1: pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a smile on Periscope. Come on. Certainly not. Oh, you outrageous. Thank you very much indeed. There you go. That we was... got them
2: at the right moment for talking politics, didn't we?
1: That was something, wasn't it? you hey, we got three drunk dudes in Egypt. Um, and um, pyramids and politics. Were you impressed with my knowledge of the Egyptian... Um...
2: Yeah, it was like listening to Christian Amampour.
1: Um... I... But but here's what I was thinking the whole time, right, while I was talking about that, and I just heard last week that it was the seventh anniversary of the thing there. um, The whole time he was talking, I was thinking, right, how can I make a joke where the punchline is I tried tried to suck off a guy?
2: Oh, wow. Well, well done for resisting.
1: (laughs) I did resist, didn't I? Yeah,
2: but then you did that, so... Disappointing.
1: The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and
0: off the leash on Talk Radio.
1: Block. I'm loving blocking people. Um, uh, who's this person on Twitter? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. block. I've started engaging with people. Block. 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 Block uh, it. Oh, someone's done a horrible I know it's move.
2: horrible and it moves. Is that you? Yes. Yeah, Maybe that my makeup on. Jesus. Horrific, isn't it?
1: You are, mate. Um, that
2: was good. I enjoyed
1: that. But, but uh, three drunk dudes in Egypt. Pyramids are overrated.
2: I would still like to see one. But it does spoil it a bit, the fact that you know that, you know, there's plastic bags floating around them. and
1: um, You and know as well they're going to be smaller than you think. Mm. Um, I mean, are there are there, like, death traps in them? Like, like I'm thinking of Indiana Jones. Well, like obviously.
2: swinging axes and that. Yeah. And torches that suddenly burst into flame. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's a historical fact.
1: So, if there were two, if there were two mummies in their cases, would you suck off a guy? It doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make and sense. And you congratulating
2: but... yourself for resisting and then saying it and then and then doing the joke. I mean, I know it's progress, not perfection, but.
1: Let us go to line two. Line two, you're on the wireless. Oh,
12: well, he done his research, hadn't he? Who's that, then? Yeah, that's caller. Cool,
2: huh? Well, no. What, it's... by being Egyptian? <laughs> He's an Egyptian yeah, gentleman. Yeah, it's
15: obviously his nan's kitchen in Barnsley or something like
2: that.
5: Yes.
15: Mm. I've got a request. OK. Locking.
1: No, not lock tonight.
2: To- locking. right?
3: Radio
1: locking. What happens at one o'clock on a Friday? Don't it's know. not Paul Ross. Let's have have look a look at the at schedule. The, the schedule. Um, I can't do a lock radio in. Radio
15: locking. All the callers listen call up and say radio locking.
1: Well, no, because we're not going to have a lock in tonight because I've got the kids tomorrow, so I've got to be up.
2: Tell you what we can do, caller. We can give everyone your phone number and you can have a lock in by yourself. Yeah,
1: we could do that.
2: How about well, that? I,
15: could I do Could I do a burp?
1: A what? A burp. Do I. Have we spoken before?
8: Yeah.
1: When have we spoken?
8: In a few years now.
15: But can I do that? I
1: never met you in court, did I?
8: Well, I wasn't there. Hmm.
1: Interesting. Uh, Line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, they've gone. 03444991000 03444991000 is the telephone number. You, you,
5: you never know. You never know.
1: Uh, Extra
2: time at one o'clock.
1: So we go, we go live to Talk Sport? Yeah. So we could, in theory, we're not going to tonight. We could, in theory, do lock ins on a Friday night. Mm. That's okay. That's it's worth
2: knowing, isn't it?
1: That's worth knowing, guys. Because I did uh, mourn the loss of the the radio lock in. I did miss, mourn the loss and of the. It.
2: The next good programme is at six o'clock, The Best of Ian Lee.
1: The guys. I've already heard it. That's what I'm talking. I've lived it, mate. Mm. Um, I have lived it.
2: It's only an hour, though. Oh, don't know why.
1: Okay. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you can give us a call, call straight to air. Uh, that is the way. Hey, um, so I saw an interesting ad today. Uh, a billboard. Three, well, it was it was one of these digital billboards. They're mm. all digital now. You don't see men up ladders with um, buckets and brushes. Um, so it was three billboards right the first one was a volkswagen car the second one was a walls ice cream yeah and the third one was um like a, a hotel or something can't remember right and the first the first one with the volkswagen car there's a goat in it wandering around just a goat just wandering around this car then the goat looks over and it runs to the edge of the advert and headbutts it, and then jumps through into the walls. Oh, ice cream advert. That's clever. And then he runs. Then he jumps through and then gets on the bed of the hotel. But they were all. And I, I kept watching this. And, and, and they were three separate things. There were three three actual products. Volkswagen. Um, it was uh, it was a feast. And it was, I don't, it was a hotel. It was like a luxury country estate hotel.
2: I thought, why are they doing that? To draw the eye. Because people get used to, you know, static billboards.
1: This. What? But what's the connection between a Volkswagen, none, an ice cream and none, a hotel?
2: But all of the, those three things would have been put by the same company. And they're saying, we've got a new way of attracting attention.
1: It was incredible. If anyone's seen it... um, it was inc- it was incredible, and it certainly it certainly got me talking. And
2: you can guys. remember what the adverts were.
1: Can't remember the third one.
2: Well, a, a hotel.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know which one. I mean, you know, it wasn't like Premier Inn or anything, right? But I'm going to go and stay at a Premier Inn to spite the goat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was it was a, it was a strange old. Um, That's the future, that. I think it probably is the future. 03444991000. This is The Late Night Alternative. You can listen to us on DAB, on app, and, of course, online at talkradio.co.uk. Unmissable late-night radio
0: with the original king of unconventional
1: conversation.
0: Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian
1: Lee on Talk Radio. All straight to air. 03444991000. Good evening, line one.
15: Carrots, carrots, orange and green, in the dark they help you see. I know it's true and believed
21: by masses, I've never seen rabbits wearing glasses.
1: Well done, there's a little stumblet at the end, but well done. Uh, Of course, it's a myth that that, um, carrots help you see better in the dark. Where did we get that from? The war. Yeah.
2: Did we try and convince the Germans?
1: We convinced the Germans um, that um, we could see in the blackouts because we were eating carrots... And that helped us help to see Um, those Nazis were so dumb, huh? They were so dumb; they fell for everything. Hello, line two. You're on the wireless. Hi, Ian. Hey, man.
21: It's that Deb. It's Ian. Hey, Ian. You're right.
1: I'm all right, fella. What you got?
21: Good, good. Just a quick one there, buddy. Obviously, um, so after the New Year and Christmas and whatnot, I'm going for a little detox.
8: Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah.
21: Yeah. Uh, planning on six months. I've done 19 days, obviously. Just wanted to ask you, obviously, you you know, you don't hide the fact that you've taken drugs in the past. Yes. Um, Wanted to possibly know if you could tell me which ones you've taken and which ones you've enjoyed the most. Um, um,
1: What's that got to do with your detox?
21: No, just um, nothing to do with my detox, but obviously I'm just going for the detox but i was just interested
1: in knowing but, but why i don't understand why i don't understand why you told me about your detox yeah yes i don't i don't understand why no just
21: just thought of something i could talk talk about
1: but then but then you've asked me a question that's nothing to do with your detox
21: right okay so Oh, I forget my detoxing. Am I able to ask you the other questions?
1: What you can ask me? There are there are more questions,
21: are there? Yeah, like you know, like um, which ones you enjoyed
1: taking most. Well, here's the thing with drugs, right? Hmm. Um, I enjoyed them all at various mm. points. Um mm-hmm. but But I, I I didn't enjoy them for a lot longer than I did enjoy them and the um uh the displeasure i got from them far outweighed the pleasure that i got from them
21: right and what was the ultimate reason for
1: you stopping then because i didn't want to die right <laughs> that's 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 the that's the reason i didn't want to die and if i'd have carried on i would have died and mm-hmm. it would already ruin my career, and uh, w- it um, was in the process of ruining a relationship I was in, and I and I didn't want to die, didn't I? Didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted, I, I wanted, uh, I, I didn't want to do. I wanted back? control back in my life. Fair enough. And is that are you looking to sort of keep your abstinence up permanently now? Then like <laughs> well, awful... I don't understand. Um, I'll answer that, but I don't understand why sure. you're asking. I was just interested. Why why though? Why does life. it
21: why does it interest you? Because I was watching your interview with that guy the other day. Oh yeah. Uh is uh, it Webb, James Webb or something? James James O. Webb, yes. Yes, yeah, so I was watching that on YouTube and you just obviously made a point on it and I was just interested to see you know, but if that's something you were going to keep
22: up for the you know, it it's is the it, here's, here's, like
1: alcohol. Here's the thing. Alright, okay. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Uh, it, 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 okay, let me get my head around this a little bit. Yes, because uh, yeah, ideally I would like to keep it up forever, but you, you can't look at it forever. Because if you go, oh God, I'm ne- I, I'm never going to be able to take drugs again, um, or have a drink again. Forever's like mm. a long time, man. So your head starts wobbling. Go, oh, I can never, I can never take drugs again. I might, I might as well just take some drugs now because I can't. So you have to. There's a phrase, keep it in the day. So you 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 just say right. I, you get up. And you go right. I am not going to have a drink or take drugs today. And then tomorrow, when tomorrow comes, we'll, I'll have a little. We can chat about tomorrow. But for today, I'm not going to do it.
21: Lovely. Well, that was it, Ian. Then I just want to say, uh, well done for the show. You're doing a good job, mate, and Th-
19: keep
1: it up. Thank you, Satdev Dev. There we go. I don't think those questions were asked with any malice. No. Um, I did up until very recently have thirteen years clean and sober then I had a little a little uh, wobble um so now I'm about thirteen days, but these things happen um but um uh yeah, no, thank you sad Dave. You give me a lot to think about. Let's go to line one one you're on the wireless hello
8: okay yep. Bye bye. Thank you.
1: Bye bye. Aren't there delightful fruitcakes out of this time of the night? Uh, line th- 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 three, you're on the wireless.
5: Hello there, Ian. <laughs> Hello, line it's, three. It's Michael from Belfast. Oh, I yeah. thought you were from Scotland.
16: No, no, we got got similar accents there, so we have there, Ian. But I, I want to debate with you about something.
1: Yeah, where you go, man?
16: I totally disagree with the fact that you ate a pig vagina on national TV. Well, no, I, I think did. that's absolutely disgusting. It
1: happened. It, you, you can't disagree with it. I did it.
16: Have you got no morality? Um, do you... Are you a vegetarian? No, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm just a decent human being
1: Harry, and so I am. Right, OK, so you will eat... Listen, here's the thing. If you were a decent human being... Then, when you allow an animal to be killed for your um, plate, you would make the most use out of every part of that animal. If it, 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 it would be indecent to leave any of that animal untouched by it's your, degrading. Yeah no, it would be. It's degrading to the animal to to just bury its vagina. You might as well eat everything. Otherwise, the animal has died in vain.
16: What did it taste like? So there. Uh...
1: Right. Imagine. Imagine a pig's vagina.
16: Oh, I've had a few of them, so I have. Oh, dear
1: God! Right. Well, there we go. Come on now. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, line three, you're on the wireless. Hello there. Hello, line three.
17: Hi. Oh, yeah, all right, it's right. I know. Yeah, I've got a bit of a tune coming on for you. Oh, it's coming it's on, is it? Is it is that okay? Oh sure why not. Oh well, hold on here we go. Bit of volume on the sounds. Bit of volume on what the sounds. You're too part. Right, ready? You have never been in love <laughs> until you've seen the stars reflecting the reservoirs. And you have never been in love until so you've seen the dawn rise behind the home for the blinds. We are the pretty petty thieves, and you're standing on our streets where heck. Was the, the hand, the time, the the oh, was the first of the gang with a gun in his hand and the first in time the first of the gang to die oh my next was the first of the gang with a gun in his hand and the first in time the first of the gang to die oh my You have never been in love until you have seen the sunlight thrown over smashed human bones. We are the pretty petty fish. A- and and you're standing on our street where hectic there was the first of the gang with a gun in his hand And the first in the time, the first of the gang to die Such a silly boy There was the first of the gang with a gun in his hand And a bullet in his gullet And the first last lad Under the sun. Good tune. Hold on, I've finished that. Yeah? Here we go. From the rich and the poor, and the not very rich and the very poor, and so all hearts away. Stole he all hearts away. Solo hearts away, hey, 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 hey. Solo hearts away, away. Solo hearts away, hey, 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 hey. Solo hearts away, away. The end.
1: See you later. uh there was something quite moving about that. I don't know the song, Is Morrissey was it, you yeah. tell me. Um I found that quite moving, that performance. I really did. I really did. It reminded me of um the young at heart chorus. You know those uh, those old people. Oh, have you yeah. seen have you seen that film?
2: Yes, I have seen that film. Man alive,
1: what a what a documentary that
5: is. Um line two, you're on the wireless. I thought we could play a good game. It's called Wikipedia. Let's um, um, just call it Wikipedia dodging. So we go through your Wikipedia and sorry, Kathy, you don't have one. Yes. And we just we just talk about it. See what's right. See uh, what's wrong. It's. I think it's all right at the moment. Have you looked at it recently?
1: Um, um, I think I looked at it when I came out of the jungle. I seem to remember.
5: It's been locked since then because um, I've got a, um, uh, I've got special rights on Wikipedia where I can sort of lock articles, I can sort of um, why check the you did, But why are you locking... So it's been locked because people have... Well, why do you... Well... No, I didn't lock it. Um, well, you just implied that you did. Someone else did. Well, no, no, I've just got the power. I've just noticed that it's been locked, like, because there's a oh, little come, lock oh, in Oh, come, come on, so come on, miss come, come on, man. You've just you just admitted no, honestly, that
1: you I locked, locked it. it. I haven't locked no, no, li- it. It's it, getting, it's getting, Khadir, it's getting a little bit stalkery, dude. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, line uh, four, you've got 35 seconds. Oh, is that Yep.
18: Right, do you know how was your strawberries and cream in the jungle?
1: They was the strawberries and cream in the jungle were amazing. Nice, nice. Um,
21: I don't want Dan um, Crouchy joining Chelsea because he's he's too old.
1: Okay, thank you very much indeed. I Didn't get much of that. What did he say?
2: Don't want Stanley to go in Chelsea because he's too old. Okay,
8: right.
1: Oh ay, yeah, yeah. Exciting first hour, a strange second hour. Let's see where the third hour takes us. This is the joy of this. We've got no idea. Um, Don't call yet. We'll, we'll, We'll give you the nod when you should call. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio with me, Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee
6: on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
8: do lixo caprichos não mais voltaram já ouvi o tempo que o tempo parou de passar e o tal de Moçapes não soube disso não aproveitar chorando sorrindo falando em calar pensando em pensar quando o tempo parar
12: de passar assim no tempo no tempo que o corpo do homem pode sua alma cansada e nada se afunda no chão do luxo, baixado, capucho, chorando, lixo baixado, capricho chorando. capacho, do lixo, capricho não mais voltará.
8: Mas entre lágrimas, mas você achar e pensar que está a chorar. Esse era o tempo em que o tempo.
1: Be honest. <clears throat> what other radio station in the world is going to be playing Os Mutantis at this time of the night? I just don't think anywhere will be playing Os Mutantis apart from talk radio. Uh, good evening. This is the late night alternative. Uh, we're here every Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock at night until 1 o'clock in the morning. We've just discovered we can do lock ins on a Friday night, not tonight. But soon, my child, soon. Uh, I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here. We are taking calls straight to air. 03444991000. Don't swear. Don't be libelous. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless.
4: Hello there, Ian. It's Oliver here. Hello, Oliver. Hello. Um, I'm a bit late to the party, but um, a couple couple of days ago you were talking about... um, Unnecessary covers of songs.
1: Yes. Oh, and by the way, listen. If we if we mention a phone in subject five years ago, you can, and you listen to it on a podcast, you can still phone in and talk about it. It's all there. Once we once we say them, they're out there and they are all valid topics. So yeah, go on.
4: Great. Right, okay. So um, I'm quite a big fan of uh, the band the band Depeche Mode.
8: Okay. Uh, yes,
4: yes. Yeah, and um, I believe it was the Sugar Babes that did a, a rather... It was an OK cover, but it was um,
1: It was just... They did a cover
4: of
1: Just Can't Get Enough. That's a great and song. it was very good. I just can't get enough. I just can't get yeah. enough. I just can't get enough. I, I forgot about that song. I forgot that... Um, it's a good song. Yeah, it is a good one. I forgot that the, the Depeche Mode, at one point in their career, were quite uppy, up and bouncy, weren't they? I remember they? them
8: doing that. I just mm. can't get
1: enough. Oh, yeah. I just can't get enough. That's a great song. Um, really well, but, but here's the thing, you've negated it, Oliver, because you've said the Sugar Babes version was okay.
4: Well, you've negated yes. it. Yes, but what I was going to say was, um, like, I don't like that Depeche Mode don't get the credit for the song anymore, basically. Uh, so, like, oh. a couple of years ago, I was at, I was at college, yes. and, um, yes. a lot of, I had to start college late, so a lot of people there were, um, like a couple of years younger than me, yes. so I was listening to I was listening to Pesh Mode, and uh, they could hear it through my headphones, and they were like, "Oh, is that the Sugar babes? And that's what annoys me. Uh-huh. It's not the fact uh-huh. that they actually covered it.
1: You are it's what I you are what I would like to call Oliver, and I I, I don't mean this is an insult, so please don't take it that way. You are a, you are a musical snob. You uh, I used to
8: be,
3: I, <laughs> and I and,
1: I, and I, I have moments of snobbery. I, however much I pretend, I, I have moments of snobbery. Of course, I do. We all do. I, we all <laughs> we all have our band, and we all want people to like our band. Mm-hmm. And we don't get why other people don't like our band. But um, but,
4: um yeah, well, I like, <laughs> used to be like a proper like eighties music snob, like, kiss-ass, like, hey, modern music is rubbish, you should all listen to 80s music. Dude, I was
1: there in the 80s, and the 80s was... (laughs) The 80s sucked, and I was the one saying, 80s music sucks, you should all be listening to 60s music.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Well, like, I I was like that, and then I got into Bastille, so... Bit of a hypocrite now, really. Who? Bastille, they're quite cool, Uh, actually. Bastille?
1: Bastille? Mm. (laughs) I don't know Bastille. They're very good. Um,
4: Their most popular song is Pompeii. I'm, 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 well, i
1: well.
2: I but I, they're kind of electric, aren't goes, eh, they? So it goes, eh, oh, eh, oh,
1: that hey, it, let's let's blow Oliver's mind. If if I know Oliver well, and I don't, uh, but let's just let's just test. Let's see how much of a musical snob he is. Hey, Oliver, guess who me yeah. and um, Kath got into a lift with about two months ago? I don't know. <laughs> Gary Newman. Ah. I was expecting recognize more. I was, you recognise <laughs> the name, and that's it. Oh. Cut him off. Cut him off. <laughs> 80s
2: music fan.
1: Electro music fan. Gary Newman invented electro music. All right, talk about craft work if you want, guys. Let's not get pedantic about this. But Gary Newman invented it. There would be no Depeche Mode if Gary Newman hadn't strapped one on. Um, I'm talking about a guitar, of course. I don't think he ever played the guitar, and sang about his friends being electric whilst driving around in cars. Those are two of his songs. <laughs> uh,
2: How do you weave these things together? Uh,
1: line three, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, line three.
14: Yes, I'd like to talk. Uh, who, who would you vote for in a general election? Who would I what? I vote for you've done this before, haven't you? No, I've not. found in with this before? No, I have got... Yes, you have. No, if I did, I would have been asking it to you. You were found in asking me who I
1: would vote for in the next election before. No, I have. Yes, you have. Yes, you
14: have. Yes, have you have. You ha- yes, you have.
2: And you asked a very Are similar you... question to Rufus.
14: Yeah, to Rufus, but not to Ian, though.
2: Have you got another question that's interesting?
14: Uh, interesting Well, we're we'll mm. just not on, just not talk about that, really. Uh, what, uh, what did you vote for in the EU referendum? <laughs> oh
1: God! Hello, hello, caller. I'm, wait- I'm yes, waiting. I'm yes. waiting for. I'm waiting for something that you're. Ac- you're not interested in what I voted for in the EU referendum.
14: Uh, yes, I am. I'm, I'm actually. Um, I'm quite. I'm into politics, you see, Ian.
1: Right. Okay. Um. So, so okay. So okay. So what happens? I tell you what I voted for. And yes. then, and then what happens?
14: Well, the world will know what you voted for, and then a lot of people will be talking about it on Twitter that Ian voted for this, and you know what I mean.
1: Well, no, they won't. I guarantee. Like most people who listen to this show know which way I voted, right? But I guarantee, if I say which way I voted, people, no one will talk about it on Twitter. No one.
14: Ian, yeah, they will, because they split the country now, 52 48. Right, okay.
1: Well, well, but no one will be talking about it on Twitter. Um, why would I care if anybody's talking about my vote in the EU referendum on Twitter? Why would I care about that?
14: All publicity is good publicity.
1: But well, what it will do is it will alienate half of the audience.
14: No, it won't. just like look at Nigel Farage; he's still living off the Brexit thing and the LBC program.
1: You you can't see what I can see on my screen, by the way, Kath. I can see what what, what Cassie did. You speak? Did you phone up George tonight? No, no, I didn't. OK, it says on my screen, because what, what, what we've got on these screens, it says the name of the
14: caller, if they're a regular caller, and then
1: if for other shows, little subject, and for, it says yeah. here... I, I
14: call up... Uh, I, I call up James Whale a lot, I mean... Yeah. It says, Cassif
1: leads Brexit, Nigel Farage is a genius.
14: OK. No, but he didn't take it, he was a bit busy.
1: OK, well, that's what they say. You're not... but OK, well... All right let all right let's see where this goes I guarantee me telling you will it generate conversation between us maybe right well well that mean, <laughs> th- that that answer means that if i say i voted one way it will generate question if i say i voted the other way it won't generate conversation so which okay, answer do I need to... You you're going to ask me why. That's going to be the conversation, OK? That's... What is your why? What is your why? Um... <laughs> <laughs> my, my why is bye. Um, line, line three, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello?
8: Hello? Hello?
16: Hello. Hello, my name's name's Harold. Hello, Harold. I'm from from Watford. You have to bear with me. I'm 97 years of age. Okay, of age. Uh, uh, I want to make a complaint about a man who calls you. Okay, yes. He's called Barry. Yes. He, He... He's harassing my wife. He's doing what? He's
1: harassing my wife. Well, I I can only, um, uh, sympathise. Line four, you're on the wireless. Hi, and it's Nelson from the Norfolk. Hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> Every single time... Right, who is... He's, he's hung up. Every flipping time we get that bloke, you try and call... Oh, bollocks.
0: <laughs> Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
1: 344 499 Call straight to air. Let's go to line six. Six, you're on the wireless. Line 7, you're on the wireless.
19: Hello? Hello, you're on the air. Oh, sorry, because we had lag on the TV. We just spent the p- past 15 minutes waiting for a decent conversation with yourself. Is it the Egyptian the drunk Egyptians again? Uh, hey! let's, let's stay tipsy and getting there.
1: Oh, come on, dude, this is 45 minutes later. You were hammered uh, 45 minutes ago. You must be off your nut now.
19: No. <laughs> I, I, I'll have you know. I'll have you know. Many, many, uh good times later. What? Uh, we're still fine. There we go. You see.
1: Listen. You are shouting. You can barely string a sentence together, uh, uh, let alone a thought.
19: No, no, no. Uh, so let, let's let's have a good conversation between uh, friends. <laughs> go on then. Uh, well, first of all, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Redbush tea. I've never had
1: It's decaffeinated tea. It's, uh, it's naturally decaffeinated and it's, it's delicious. I love it.
19: Uh, I go between black tea and uh, black uh, as night coffee.
1: Yeah, well, I, I drink too much coffee, so I, I, I try to not drink coffee, but I have one from time to time. But I don't want a coffee now because I've got a little bit of a dicky tummy... Um, so I'm having, mm-hmm. uh, Red bush tea, which is very nice.
19: i few of you. how oh. of you. Uh, so, uh, so Ian, yes. that, that is your name, right?
1: Hello, yes. Hello, caller.
19: I- I'm Michael, and you have Terry and Ahmed with you. We're the, the three busceteers. Come
1: on, dude. His name's not really Ahmed, is it? It's, it is. It is uh, so... uh, Ahmed, it the, is you, you've just, like... come on, that's, that's the most obvious. You've made that name up. He's not really called Ahmed.
20: I mean I think if you were to open my window right now and just screen the name Ahmed, probably eight men would Well, turn this up. is the
1: thing, you know, this is the this like you got Terry and Michael and Ahmed. Come on.
19: Mustafa,
18: Mustafa We're so world. My name's Mustafa it's Mustafa and Ahmed and Michael, and the, Michael's the Christian.
1: There we go. Well that's that's glad well, then we're glad we've got faith. We've brought faith
18: into And it. we're
19: the Muslim atheists. Okay. The zombie We all believe in shit. Now you have a room full of Arabs screaming at you.
1: Okay, this is this feel? is um in, in, to, to some people this could be uh, triggering. I should warn you now. Um, oh, okay. For others for others for others okay. it could be a sexual fantasy. I just don't know how people work these days.
18: I've
19: been star guys. I'm sure. Anyway, so, excuse, so My, yes. my question is,
18: sarcophagi. Yeah, we
19: got, we got. You my don't mind. need to spell the
1: joke out. The Egyptians are back doing the sarcophagi gi- gag. Wow! But they're spelling it out
5: for the hard of oh. thinking.
12: We love, we, we love, we, we love
5: the sarcophagi. So we sarcophagi. Oh, can we get it? Uh, Please, you don't have to spell it out. We get it.
1: It wasn't that subtle in the first place. For goodness' sake,s you were about, it was, it was you, Michael. You were about to ask me an intelligent question.
19: Uh, a, a decent question. They're so uh, much
1: more hammered oh, than they were 50 minutes wow, ago, but they but strong. they won't uh, they won't admit
19: it. Uh, one of, one of your fa- favorite films would be.
1: Uh, one of my favorite films would be Dog Day Afternoon, starring Al Pacino. Have you seen it?
19: Yes, I personally haven't seen it, but Ahmed. The I, I have,
20: I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Al Pacino fan. I just think he's yelling all
19: the time. Yeah, he does.
1: A, Kath can do an Al Pacino impression. Hoo-ha! Um, so so he does do a lot of yelling. You're right. Well, well, Michael, what's one of your... Hey, what's the Egyptian movie scene like? Is that? Do, do, do they make many movies over there? They're like the Hollywood of the Middle East. Ahmed works in the film industry in Egypt. Well, what, What do you do? I uh, produce and direct and write. Shut up, man! You're just you're just making this stuff up now. There's no one there called yeah. Ahmed. There's no one there that produces <laughs> and directs and writes movies. This is this
2: well, there is, are. three guys drinking whiskey.
20: Yeah. <laughs> and, write and
1: movies. Way too many. Well, name a movie uh, that you've you've written and directed and acted in, or whatever it was you do. Limbo. Limbo.
20: Latin for limbo. He does TV shows. Oh, actually, yes, uh, I find I think that you might find this interesting. We made a belly dancing show, um, which was a, kind of an American idol for belly dancing. Um, <laughs> is it on YouTube. Uh, Shut got up. so much yeah. rockers that the Dar Ra- al-Isra, which is kind of like the Vatican of Islam, released a statement calling us all heretics, which I thought was quite funny just for a television show. Um and we were asked to to bring the show to a halt and stop airing, and so we had to stop for three weeks. And we had fourteen lawsuits, hey. and it was a whole ordeal.
6: Hey, 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 hey! I found it on YouTube.
1: Hang on a minute! It, hang on a minute! Here we go. Is this a bit of your show? Hang on. <laughs> This is a dancer called Dina, do you know her? Yeah, she was the star of our show. Yeah, yeah! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hang on, let me just skip, skip to the uh... Oh, this is the this is the dance she did for the finals.
20: Okay. <laughs> it's a real show, guys!
8: Like legit, that. legit! The it's dances fun. go on for about eight star minutes! Hang on.
1: I wanna see the judges, but um... The dance goes on for eight minutes. Wow. It
8: is.
1: She's a a powerful woman. Um, She is. She's quite a maverick. Here we we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is you guys. This is you guys on the news.
13: The Belly Dancer was a talent competition show through which dozens from 10 countries compete for the title Best Belly Dancer in (laughs) the World. This was the first episode of the reality show, and the last.
6: Hello. Hello.
13: After conservative like and Asia blacklisted the show, the television channel hosting it said it will delay the broadcast without specifying when.
12: They were not dancing, it was more of sexual seduction. So to help with the show... The host only care about making money and becoming famous.
1: You only care about making money and becoming famous, correct?
8: <laughs>
20: <laughs> it, it was very, very interesting because I think for for um, for just the television show there was such an uproar, but. I think what's interesting about it um is that there was such there were such high ratings so there were so many people who were watching the show
1: Yeah I tell we you why there's high ratings because you've got beautiful buxom women in bras yeah. and, and and long skirts, shaking their bits, and about. that was
2: not dancing. That was sexual seduction. It
1: was sexual. Su- so, hang on a minute. So, what was what, did, what was your role in this? Then, did you come up with the idea, or were you pre- presenting it, or what? Yes,
20: I was I was part of the creative process of coming up with the idea and the producer of the
1: show. Wowzers! Look at that. That's fantastic. Um, and because, yeah. so, did any of it air at all, or or, or did it get pulled? Pulled? Is uh, the yeah? I a- mean. We-
20: so we first aired our first episode, then we were brought to a halt. You got pulled off. Were... We got pulled off because we had a bunch of losses. Okay. Um, um, and then yes. we had to release a bunch of statements and then actually do a whole campaign asking the public whether they want to watch the show. Wow. Um, and then finally we got approval and came back
1: on air. And everyone watching um, uh, pulled off. Okay. So um, okay, well, this is um, this is uh, outstanding. So, who is 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 Dina then the world's best bu- uh, uh, belly dancer? Well, she's she's the
20: only she's the last belly dancer left who's uh, an Egyptian belly dancer who's famous worldwide. Right. Um, and, and when I say worldwide, I say within. You know, the people who are aware of the belly dancing communities. So, Egypt. Uh, there aren't new up-and-coming dancers. She's the most famous belly dancer on earth.
2: Basically. Well, wait a minute. What about Shakira Shakira? Oh.
20: <laughs> Shakira Shakira is not really a belly
1: dancer. Racist. Oh,
2: outrageous.
1: Racist. Just racist. <laughs> Bloody Egyptians coming over here being racist.
2: Don't lie, <laughs> mate. It's an
20: artist. It's definitely an artist. Definitely not. Nice. It's quite
1: difficult. Um. So what? What show are you working on now?
20: Uh, I'm, I'm working on a on a film.
1: Egypt's best booty. <laughs> Egypt's uh, number one best booty. Egypt's nicest asses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> How do you like them apples? It's just, it's just women turning
1: around and bending over and picking up pens. <laughs> I'd watch that.
2: Pervert.
1: Yes, I would. you okay, okay. Hey, let me be in one of your movies, man. Please, I would, I, I would love to cast a radio host in my film. Uh, then I'm
20: then I'm in it. I, I'll do it. Yeah, you'll do it. Actually, are we talking serious
5: right now, or are you just be? No, I'd, I would
1: love. Here's the go.
5: thing, right? I would love to come That's to Egypt
19: that. and be in the movie. Of course, I would. Yo, Ian, I'm going to ask you for a wiggle, and w- and we'll take it from there.
2: Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> okay, There's this sl- is how it starts. Oh it's God! Awesome really?
19: I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking for a wiggle on air, just to the, 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 watch the periscope, uh, baby.
2: He's wiggling. Please work make it for stop, us, baby. Make it stop, please.
19: <laughs> to work for
2: oh, us. Oh, the oh, okay. oh, delay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't unsee that.
1: Oh, wow. uh, do I? Do I get the part, Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> That's
19: impressive. You're hired, you're hired. Thank you very much
1: indeed. Speak to my people. Speak to my people. There we go. Whoa. You love that, Kath, don't deny it. You've got a little, eaten. little bonus there. Good evening. I like those guys. I like those guys. They're great.
2: They like you. He's actually a, hot, a TV producer in well, here. Or he just told you about a TV show.
1: Well, yeah, it's true. Hello, caller. How's it
22: going? Very well. <laughs> good, good, good. I was uh, in the midst of a power cut for the first couple of hours of your show oh, um, I love a power and cut. this this call would have been impossible at the time because uh, I'm planning on reading a few paragraphs to you and that would have been impossible under the candlelight. Do you have you candles? Were... I do have a few tea lights hanging around. Yeah, oh, tea lights little, a little uh, wind up, yeah. wind up torch thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we've got torches. Well, we've got torches on our phones, but of course, the, the phone battery doesn't last twenty minutes these days. So, um,
22: yeah, uh, unfortunately, I-, I had a little plug-in thing. Anyway, yeah. The, the reason why I was calling was because you were speculating earlier about what the other people in the room were uh, thinking during the recording of Peter Wingard's rape. Oh, yes. I have in my hands a late-90s CD reissue of the uh, the entire album, When Sex Lears Its Inquisitive Head. Yes. That has a, an essay in the uh, the liner notes. Wow. With a with a few in, uh, interviews. Do you want me to... to yeah, let's hear it. This is a it?
1: song. Peter Coast passed away um, this week, um, and it's a song that uh, even I can't play, because it, it just makes jokes about rape. Yeah. Really. Okay, go on then, let's That's hear good. it.
22: Well, yeah, he he was into this reissue is from '98, so he was still alive at the time. He's interviewed, and just to set it up, there are a couple of other people who are quoted. Vic Smith is one of the co-producers, and Hubert Valverde is one of the co-producers and and uh, co-composers.
8: Yeah.
22: So here we are with a uh, uh, Vic Smith. I think we're all a bit bamboozled by rape, says Vic Smith. But I don't think we sat around and thought about what it all meant at that time. Valverdi says he came up with the music for the piece, and that Peter gave it his own inflection. He had this tongue-in-cheek thing. High can. It got absurd. How would an Englishman, uh, How would an Englishman rape a woman or an American? Wingard defends the piece on which his musical infamy is based. Is it politically incorrect? I have really no idea. Is it frivolous? Rape is not frivolous, but it's not intended to be physical rape. It's all about all kinds of rape. There's so much rape going on. Rape within bureaucracy. Rape at so many government levels. Rape of countries. Look at what the Home Secretary has done to the law-abiding shooters in his sly, wisping way. It's a synonym. I mean, we can go back and try and unpick that.
1: Flipping it. That is the biggest load of old rubbish. Because I've I've, I've 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 heard literally the first two minutes of the song. Um, it, it's not a, um, a, a, an allegory or a euphemism. He's talking about sexual assault. <laughs> in this, have you? I'm assuming you've obviously you've heard
22: the song if you've got the CD. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. I, I bought it probably around that time when I was late teens. I'd been apparently that was the first time that it was made available. I'd heard it like just that song a few years before. And then just came across the the whole album, and I mean the whole album. When you listen to the whole album, it does have. I mean, the whole thing is just you just don't know what to make of it. But it does have some incredible little psychedelic moments, and like I don't know who these Valverde brothers that that were involved. What else they did?
1: So is it is it all because me to, that song do you want is me to um... with his defense. Because th- th- that song is, is,
22: more... is spoken word,
1: right? So is the whole album like like the Shatner album, spoken word?
22: Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. With um, some mm-hmm. sort of female backing vocals coming in. Um, I mean, this it's 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 unbelievable. Um, Do you want me to to, to continue with his defence? or? Yeah,
1: yeah, go on, go on. I'm just just aware that some people might find the continued use of that word offensive, but
22: let's carry on. Yeah, no. He says, uh, we're now taking everything so literally, lacking the humour which is so vitally important in order to clarify something. The reason why well, do you want me to try? No, do, the,
1: do the voice, God, yeah, why not?
22: <laughs> the reason why Bernard Shaw worked as a socialist is simply because he made it funny. You can't get into any kind of subject unless you can laugh at it. Of course, rape is horrible, but you can't not talk about it. All the problems of the world are because people don't laugh. That's much more dangerous. It's called gagging. I love it to be heard all over the place. It's totally fun. You know, even attempting to explain it, it totally defeats its purpose.
1: Well, that's
2: well, Maybe, Maybe you shouldn't not talk about it, but maybe you shouldn't sing about it. Well, he won't
1: be singing about it anymore. He's dead. <laughs> so, so we, we win <laughs> the victory. Hey, Daddy, listen, thank you for that, man. I appreciate that. I've got the sweats on. I'm feeling a little bit sick again. This, this bloody noro. Yeah, nor- it yeah, is boiling. And this, this norovirus, I mean, I, 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 when was I off? Tuesday. Um, and I've not felt right all week. And my family had it Tuesday, Wednesday. And I, sp- I spoke to my wife tonight, and she's still. You know, not ideal. Ay, 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 ay nuts uh, Let's take a quick break. The
2: radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The
0: Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee
1: on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 4991000. Hello, line One.
15: Hello. Hello. Not doing very well today. Why, what's going on? I just can't get relaxed. Dead tense. Yeah. Well it bad.
1: I think you know what you need to do.
15: I've got the worst ever cover version for you. Yeah, go on. William Shatner's come people.
1: Um n- it, no, doesn't count. A because it's quite charming, and B, he knew what he was doing at that point. And ben Folds five, wasn't it? Ben Folds was um behind that album. Um so no, he knew he it, and actually it, it, it it's quite good. Have you heard it, Kat? Yeah. it's, it's quite good that one. So oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Joe, I'm not allowing it. I like most
15: but not that one.
1: Well, you're wrong. You're wrong on this one. I, it's a it's a good version. I stand corrected. Dad. You are good. I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you accept defeat.
15: Did you get me pictures of me food?
1: Oh, that trifle looks disgusting.
15: <sighs> I have to get no. I'll take away instead.
1: Yeah, I I I try not to think about food too. I've got some chocolate here because I need a bit of chocolate. But I'm I'm not feeling great. This um, not feeling great. Anyway, 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 anyway. Of you don't, none like, you don't care. You care, none of you care about how I feel. So screw yeah, you I, guys. I,
15: I care about you. How's your mum doing?
1: Um, do you know I've not seen her for a little while. I've just not had the time or the inclination, and. um there's just so much going on jed that I, I i'm i'm struggling i'm struggling to get one foot in front of the other at the moment so i I've, I've not been able to go and see her really
15: make the most of it while you can though
1: yeah, I know I know but it's just it's just not in my um uh, capacity at the moment to to go and visit her I me mean, make
15: the most of the opportunities yeah to strike all the irons off
1: yeah you want me to strike my mum with a hot iron, you're a sick man
15: yeah. No. Never do that. Never do that. Family are important. OK. I'm going to cut you My off now. Family on. Hi. Up your bum.
1: Uh, line two, you're on the wireless. Line three, you're on the wireless.
15: You have enemies. Good. That means you've stood up for something sometime in your life.
1: Or you just might mean that there are mean people around you that don't like you.
2: Or you're a dick.
1: Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks for your purple Ronnie philosophy. Um, Line nine, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, Line Nine. How are you today? Um, you know, I'm I'm alive. That's a, that's a victory.
16: That's a good thing. Um, my name is Ben. I'm calling up. Um, I'd like to give a shout to my friend Jake. Okay. Who um, I believe he's called you in the past. Um, on his way to Oktoberfest.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Boozy Jake. Yep.
16: Yeah. Boozy Jake. Yeah, that's him. Um, I was I was wondering what. What, where was where, um, where your favourite place to travel to that you've been
1: to?
16: Japan. Japan. Is there any reason in particular?
1: Uh, loads of reasons. the The country, the language, the people, the food, the um, the attitude, the friendliness, the music, the movies, um, the architecture, the um, way uh, that sunlight looks different, the um, the smell. Uh The sound of the water coming from the taps, the um cherry blossom, which only comes out for like three days um the way that the um their door handles feel you, pretty much everything
16: okay fair enough um when you went, when you was on arms Slavery, did you get to go around Australia after that or
1: nope um uh I came out. On the, I guess I came out on a Monday. It was Sunday night here, wasn't it? So I came out Monday morning, and then, uh, o- o- then all day Monday I was doing interviews. And I had, I managed to get forty five minutes, so I could go and get a haircut. And then we were filming in the afternoon. And then there was like a party in the evening. And then on Tuesday I flew out to New Zealand. So that was it.
16: Oh, okay. Um, was it, would you say it was overall a good experience?
1: Overall, it was a, v- yes, overall it was a very positive experience for which I am still reaping the rewards and I am eternally grateful that I did it.
16: Yeah, and you sh- you seem to, um, like, struggle, first of all, but you found your feet kind the of thing.
1: I did, you know, I, do, I do, uh, it was it was a struggle, it was an effort. Hey, listen, man, thank you very much for that. Uh, line five, you're on the wireless.
5: Shoop shoop diddy wah come a come a wang dang shoop shoop diddy he come a come a wang dang shoop shoop diddy he come a come a wang dang. Wow. Now that is that
1: is a song. That is a song. We had him on the show, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It's good that that was a. Uh, what was his name? The fact what was his name? Because of um, uh, what was his name? He was in New Zealand, but he
2: pretended to be. A... No, he was English, but he'd moved over there. N- isn't that right?
1: No. I
2: thought he was born over here, Montevideo in the cassettes.
1: Um, I don't know. I thought I had that song. Um, I thought I had it on my computer.
2: Uh... Murray Grindley.
1: And he might have been Scottish. Mm. Um. I got the song Montevideo. What was the song called?
2: It's called Shoop Shoop Diddy, and it's Montevideo and the cassettes. Maury Grindley. I
1: haven't got it. Oh well, the, the, the listener will be denied that <laughs> oral treat. Yes, Slime One. You're
15: any really good guy here. You are. People. <laughs> Thank people you. just have a laugh on the straight circles, records, but you are a really, really good guy. OK, thank you. I think you. people do care about you. OK. Thank, thank I you. just want you to know that.
1: Thank you very much.
15: I mean it, and you are a good guy.
1: OK, thank you.
15: See a great father. OK. I just want you to know that, that was all. OK. You can cut me off now.
5: No, I'm not going to cut you off.
1: Well, you are, Ian. Okie dokie. People are strange, aren't they? Um, I uh, people telling me to. Anyway, um, this is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio.
0: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.
1: Last fifteen minutes or so of the show, straight to air. Let's go to line one. One, you're on the wireless.
7: Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, it's Grant here. Hello, Grant. Um, I um, what, what am I talking about? Okay, I can't remember. I was I wanted to talk to Cat to be honest because uh, uh, she said the other day that we don't always uh, ring in, and I'm ringing in with uh, uh, a thing actually that um, what is it? Rufus was talking about something stuck on you. And I had uh, shorts on in the summer, and I pulled them up.
1: <laughs> Where is this going?
7: Yeah, you know, the rollers in the toilet, and the the paper dangles down. Yes. So you kind of turn around, and you don't notice when you pull your trousers up that it gets caught inside. How? What, what, walked out how is it that possible? Of, well, well it's a very small cubicle.
5: Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
7: And I, I must have walked out the building, down about four flights of stairs, into Wardour Street with a tail of uh, paper. And um, then I looked. Uh, yes. In the window, and I could see my reflection.
1: You don't see women with their skirts tucked into their tights anymore. Oh. I haven't seen that for years.
2: Oh, I've seen it. No. We got stuck. No, I
1: thought I'd reverse the trend.
2: <laughs> I got stuck in a, uh, probably about two, three years ago, I got um, stuck in a traffic jam. We were there for ages. People were getting out of the cars and like having wheezing bushes and stuff. It was just, it was mayhem. <laughs> it was mayhem. It was a really hot day and we were sitting in the car and I could see this woman walking up and down and she started walking up through the cars and I could see every single car she passed, like a domino effect. Mm. They were all, like, pissing themselves. Yeah. And she walked past us and she had her skirt tucked in her kegs.
1: But where, how long ago was this? About two years ago. Yeah, exactly. Well, that when, 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 oh. doesn't happen anymore?
7: No. I got stuck in a traffic jam in um, America last year. Yes. And, and, and I had to go and have a wee in the bushes. Yeah. And, and of course, you've got everyone looking at you. I don't, don't know what you're
1: doing. I always, like whenever I see... S- whenever I see someone having a wee on the motorway, I always toot, toot my horn.
7: <laughs> always toot my oh, horn. Something like that.
1: All right, nice one. Thank you very much for that. Let's go to line four. Four, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, line four. How you
7: doing, man? Um, I know that you like Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. Yes, yeah, I was just wondering if you'd heard Brian Wilson's collaboration with Richard Ashcroft. No, I haven't. It's a song called Nature is the Law, and it was co-written and co-produced with Brian Wilson. The first part of it isn't very good, but the end where um, Brian Wilson comes in with his his harmonies, very much beach, I, I'm sorry Beach Boys-esque, it's really, really epic and good. I thought you might so, like it. I, um, I, I've, got, I've, got, it, I've got it. Should I play it? Yeah man just the end bit though like the
1: beginning's a bit all slow. All right nice one. Okay here we go. Well this is um Brian Wilson with um uh, Richard Ashcroft.
8: Hold together, no matter for you. As long as this music will live forever in the spirit of rock and roll. Once it's in your blood.
1: Nelson uh, from the Beach Boys, Richard Ashcroft from the Verve there. And that's all is right. That was nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was it's unusual. A, it was uh, uh, it was really good. Thank you for the recommendation. I hadn't heard that before. Line one, you're on the wireless.
17: we Ian, baby, right? Talking of coughs and colds, as you want, right?
13: I had a bit of a sore throat today, right? So I went and got myself some of them cough spice,
16: Pretty big-ish
13: box, right? And I think they've got a machine that blows air in the world, right? Because they were pound twenty, And do you know how many cough sweets I got for that?
1: Um... Have
13: a guess. Uh, six? No, nearly eight, eight. Well, I can't do maths, but I'm, I'm livid. I'm absolutely filming, So I had to get it off the chest. Thank you for that. Good night.
1: I've got no idea what's going on, if I'm completely honest. I think
2: too many cough sweets there.
1: I have absolutely no idea. Where was I, um... Where was I? And someone said, oh, we've been listening to your show. And our favourite caller is Martin Sweetheart. Where have I? Um, maybe it was someone at ITV. Might have been someone at ITV when I was at Loose Women. I don't know. Or maybe the right—I don't know. Anyway, someone this week said that Martin was uh, Martin Sweetheart was their favourite caller. He's
2: A lot of people's favourites. A
1: lot of people doesn't doesn't call in very often, but the calls that he makes. Our Pure Gems. Look at this, this is great timing, we've got six minutes left of the show, and it's the first time we've had an empty switchboard. It's the first time, maybe everyone's still um, reeling from that um, Richard Ashcroft-Brian Wilson um, collaboration, that could be, um, um, that could be it. Mm. I found some ghosts today online, it, 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 20, it was 21 years ago, I, I got, got the year wrong, it was 21 years ago. Uh, I worked in Pakistan for three months, um, and it was it was supposed to be a bonding experience to, to bond with my dad, and it failed miserably. And it was one of the weirdest, strangest, scariest, most exciting times uh, I've ever... things I've ever done. And it was working on a film called Jinnah, and I was doing... helping out doing the props with my dad and a guy called Campbell Mitchell, a Scottish guy. And, um... As the the three months went on, I also ended up being Christopher Lee's double. So the, the, there are scenes in this film where you see it's, t- it's a terrible film. It looks beautiful, but it's terrible. You see, Christopher Lee will be like a ghost watching himself, and and when you saw him watching himself, I was always the one that was out of focus. So I fell down, and there's there's talk of me going back to Pakistan with Amir Khan, and I, I met up with a production company today to talk about it, and. Blah, 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 blah. So, I kind of fell down the rabbit hole, and I watched the trailer for this film, and I saw a little cl- glimpse of me and I remembered that when we were out in Pakistan, there was a film crew that were making a behind the scenes of this film, and it never turned up and I tweeted about it and some it 's on youtube now, of course it wasn 't the last time I looked it well it 's been on YouTube for three years. So I obviously I've, I've, I think I looked probably that's five or six years ago, and this making of is there, and I watched it. And there, are, there's a shot where I walk past camera, but only I would know it was me walking past camera. Then there was a shot, a clearer shot where it was obviously me drinking a cup of tea, walking through a street. Um, and then there's a shot. There's a brilliant shot of um. Uh, uh, some people being shown the set or being escorted off the set after having seen it, and it's me stood there, and I'm it's twenty three year old me stood there next to Grant the the Sparky who um uh, uh, all all the Pakistani men would go Grant 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 like that instead of saying Grant, um and it's me wearing a Lou Ferrigno T shirt which I remember I loved that T shirt and Christopher Lee saw me wearing that and he stopped it oh, Lou Ferrigno a good friend of mine, um. And it was there, and it's about f- four seconds long. And it's brilliant. And I've been, I must admit, and then I found out who made it. And I've, I've messaged the company that made it. And I said, Are you the guy, the people that made that behind the scenes um, thing? Have you got the raw footage? And he replied, saying, Yeah, I made it. I do have the raw footage of the documentary. And then I sent him a few more messages saying, I'd love to, uh, explaining who I was and what I was, I'd love to get my hands on it. And he's not replied. But there's a chance I might see me being uh, interviewed in Pakistan at the age of 23. Certainly there'll be more footage of me wandering around on set not really knowing what I was doing. Honestly, it was amazing to see this. And then this guy Campbell, who I work with, um, uh, was in this documentary a bit, a few times. He mentioned my dad and stuff. My dad was too canny to, to be caught on camera. And then I just Googled Campbell's name and I found a phone number for him. And I looked at this phone number and I thought, well, I'm going to phone him up. And I phoned him up and I spoke to him. I've not spoken to him for 20 years, 20 years. The last time I spoke to him uh, was 20 years ago. And he phoned me up and he said, uh, 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 and we got back from Pakistan and he phoned me up and he said, I've got, if you want, I've got a props job for you, 500, 500 quid a week. um, And you'd be like my assistant if that's what you want to do. And I remember saying, oh, "Man, um, I really appreciate that, but um, I'm doing these auditions for this this TV show for Channel Four, and I I really want to get. I think this might be the one, and I really want. Of course, it was the eleven o'clock show. Um, and I just and I phoned him up, and I just went, "Is that Campbell? Yeah, this is Ian Lee. Blimey, you, you've not. It's been a little while. i have not spoken to him for twenty years. It's and um, and he was busy. And he's he's he's, la- he's got some launch of some." exhibition that he's put on and um i said well if, do, can you go and do that and i'll give you a call over the weekend isn't that funny ghosts yeah ghosts
2: Are you glad you rang him though
1: yeah really glad i rang him actually I mean, we, we may not have anything to say you know um i don't know he, he probably didn't end on good terms with my dad as a lot of people didn't so there may you know there may be some kind of beef there i don't know but it'll be nice to talk to him um Even just just to point them in the direction of this film and say, do you know that this is up and this is out there?
14: Anyway, anyway, anyway,
1: anyway. Let's take this last call of the night. Line one, you're on the wireless.
14: Hello, Ian. I just thought I'd ask. Was there any particular teacher who you would give
5: grief to in secondary school? Yes, there was. There were plenty of them. Uh, Line two, you're on the wireless.
1: what that is, but I quite like that. Uh, That's it. We're at the end. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Sam. Um, We will be back on Monday evening at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow night, we'll be doing a rabbit hole. So follow me on Twitter and you'll get the details. You can watch it live. Ta-ta.